Three, two. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh boy, is this great? Hey guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. I'm gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun. We're all gonna have so much fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our smiles. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. Wait a minute. There's no birthday party for me here. Hey, bro. You mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird. I have to ask twice. <laughs> Those sad tissues or happy tissues? Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamine. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts And find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot to pimp Then I'm a kid rocking up and down your block I'm telling you, the more that I hear it, the more I'm like, do I actually like this song? Is, is it changing me? I you think it, at some point I would stop getting into it, but every day I just start jamming as soon as it hits. I kind of do too. I don't know, I don't I know mean, what's happening. I've got to dance down. I mean, who thought Kid Rock could be an acquired taste? I mean, 20, you know, I mean, maybe me in like 97. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> welcome everybody. It is Friday, May 12th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. Don't do it over the read, please. Business.louisville.edu to see how you can get your MBA in 12 months or less. Uh, we're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. Happy Friday to everybody listening. Happy Mother's Day weekend to all the moms out there. CK, how are you on this uh, gloomy, looking like it's about to get ugly out there, Friday afternoon? Not too bad. A little early start. I had to go get the oil change today before the show. That's the worst. Isn't it? I know. I know. I, and I went to my normal place. And I got there at like 1.30. I, knew, I know how they can be. And I still sat there for like 15, 20 minutes, and I was still like one car. There was still one more car to go in before me. I was like, I don't know if I can even be out of here by 2.30. I was like, I, I don't know if I can trust them. So I just went real quick to a place down the street that, that has one of those 10-minute things. I was in and out in literally 10 minutes. I mean, I have new oil change place. Are you sure they did something? I hope. It's one of those where it's like, it's fast. That was the great. Oil. <laughs> it's a, feels like it may have been a little too fast. Wow. No, don't, don't make it. Mean, 303. We, don't, we, don't, we can leave the easy ones alone. Did we, did we change subjects already? And I don't even know. Did that space out between Arby bites? What happened there? Uh, no, I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, the oil light did not come back on. I, apparently, I, I have like a small leak or like my car's burning oil quicker than it should because I've had, had it changed twice before the mileage marker to have my oil change just actually come up. So I, I, I think I, I still got to take it up and get it looked at. But. I'm here, hoping maybe looking at this weather, thinking, am I going to have a bats game tonight? I mean, it's looking a little bit ugly out there. I mean, I looked at the weather. It says it's not supposed to rain later tonight because the game's not till 7. I love how I do Friday games, and yet those are also their latest starts. It works out perfect for me. Uh, yeah, I know. 
it marks out perfect for us. That means you don't have to go up to OG for me and help me out. It's true. Um, so. the, although, I think it's. I mean, looking nasty now, but the game's not till seven fifteen. I mean, if so. you're a if you're a I don't know baseball fan in the city, the bats are kind of a hot ticket right now. Or at least they should be. They, I mean, you've got three mm-hmm. guys out there that are they look like certifiable future studs in the in, in the major league. I, mean, I don't know if you saw last night. McLean goes deep. Encarnacion Strand hits a 475-foot home run to dead center. And then Ellie De La Cruz hits what he thinks is a routine pop-up. Like, he, he – they showed it on the Bats Twitter account a couple of times. They showed that, like, he flies out to, uh, to left field. And, like, he's, like, just shaking his head as he makes contact. It leaves the sands. But it goes, like, 20 rows deep. It's a 20-row deep home run. And he thought it was just a routine fly out to left. Like, this kid is unbelievable. The Bats are – I mean – yeah, the pitching is the pitching, but that's fine. I mean, you you know, if you're going to a minor league baseball game, you want to see some some bombs. You want to see some some offense. You want to see some fireworks. The bats are definitely giving that to you right now. It's it should be a fun ticket all summer long. And I mean, they're they're the hot team. They've won. I think they've won it four in a row now. Four in a row after last night. Yeah, I mean, we're looking for. I mean, what's got to be somewhat of a rare six game sweep, maybe. Could be. I mean, that's got to be hard to do. I mean, and it, I mean, I, even Columbus. as bad as the bats were last year, I don't think they got swept in all six game series. Terrible city, Columbus. <laughs> took the snards from us. We don't like them. Well, I mean, no, no, no. The worst one is Memphis because they also took the Redbirds from us. That's well, that's it. That's so we and we hated Memphis to begin with. But Columbus, I mean, Columbus did bring us Wendy's. I did not know that. The win, first ever. I've been there. It's in downtown Columbus. The first okay. ever Wendy's. But best tonight. Uh, hopefully, the the well, I say hopefully not taking Trevor's Friday night into account. But hopefully, they're able to get <laughs> yeah. the game in tonight. Because yeah, God knows if I can get off the bats game. I can go do some real partying, right? Exactly. <laughs> if they are on the air, you'll be able to hear all the action right here on 1450, the Big X, as always. Um, TK, how was the how was the Thursday night? What were you up to outside of uh, being a Bats fanatic? Not, not a whole lot going on. And uh, I, had to, I watched, of course, I watched the cracking game. By the time the game comes on, they're already down two nothing. By the I way, I don't even. I I, I swear, like, I came in here, I didn't even know what happened in the game last night. I still don't. I'm assuming they lost based on your time. They They lost. Uh, I, I ended up turning it off, but they ended up making a little bit of a comeback because it was 3-2. And then I, I changed the channel for intermission and kind of forgot about it and then started watching because I caught the beginning of a movie called Talk to Me on Stars, so I ended up watching it. You ever seen it? What was it said again? Talk to Me. No, never heard of it. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm actually just saying Talk to Me. No, I'm just... uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, very loosely autobiography uh, based on the uh, – uh, Radio uh, icon, a Petey Green from Washington back in the 60s and 70s, early 80s in Washington, D.C. It's with Don Cheadle and um, the guy that played in Black Panther, I forget his name, when it passed away. Oh, okay. He's there, there's, uh, he plays Dewey Hughes, who basically runs like Westwood One now and stuff. Uh, and Radio okay. One, he owns all that now. He's big. He's a big-time player. Sounds like a good plot. But it's uh, it, the movie, supposedly, the Petey Green. I like the movie. I enjoyed it. You might want to check it out, but... I've read since like the the Petey Green family is not very happy with the way he was like portrayed. I mean, most people aren't. I feel like because you know it, it's not. If I mean, it's his not story's u- really good. If it's though. not universally positive, then people are like, oh, I don't like that they included that. It's well, like, you know, come on. I think they 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 think because I think they think the Dewey and his family embellished how much impact he had on Petey Green's career, which he did. Petey Green was a was a convict. He found he just happened here in prison visiting his brother. And he got out early, and then he got him a job, and he became just. And he ended up doing a TV show. Uh, one of his more famous shows is, has a very young, young Howard Stern doing blackface on it, mm. which is, is kind of flown through the, you know, the the vine over the last few years. But 
And I think that was from like the late seventies when that happened. But uh, yeah, he was. It's a, it's a decent movie. Don Cheadle's awesome anyway. I mean, he, he's almost good in everything he does, right? I like Don Cheadle. I do too. We want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sex Line. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. Uh, make sure you download that Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you money at the pump every time you need to fuel up at one of the 75,612 area Thornton's locations. Or if you want a tasty treat from inside Thornton's, that Refreshing Rewards app is going to save you some coin there. Grab those, fill up, and then text us at 502-414-1450. It's going to be a good text line day because there's not a whole lot going on in, in the world of Cardinal Athletics. I mean, I guess we can... You're the, calling that Phoenix series The easiest thing, what happened? Oh, they got beat. Yeah. I texted you. First of all, you didn't even reply to me last night. I'm assuming you were busy last night. We had, I, I got really sick. I felt, I felt worried because when you never reply, like it, within even an hour, I'm like, I, I started to get a little worried. Yeah. I don't know. We've had a, a bug going around. Like our babysitter got really sick earlier this week. Then John got sick. And then like last night, as I like, basically like right as I got home, I started just feeling just God awful. And I was knocked out pretty much all night. And you slept. okay? Yeah, I woke up and felt like it was weird, like my little heart rate monitor thing. It's like it was like usually when I'm sleeping, it's like high 50s, low 60s. And like last night, because when I'm when you're sick, your, your heart beats faster. And it was like hmm. it was like, a, like slowly went down as the morning went on. It was like 100 when I was going to sleep and then like 90s all like the first three hours. And then as I started to feel better, um, it got down back down to the 70s. But it was not it was a not a pleasant night. Uh, so I, I didn't really see anything last night. You didn't miss a whole lot. Boston, I mean, Philadelphia and Doc Rivers did what they do in the playoffs. They choked. Boston won. They go to game seven. I'm sure Boston win that. You did call that one right. You did think that Boston was going to choke in the playoffs, though. Well, I was getting worried that they were finding a way to choke to a team that chokes even worse than anybody else. Because yeah, you think they're soft. The only, Who, Boston? Yeah. Um, no, I know Philadelphia is soft. Well, you have said Mentally times, and physically. You thought Boston was soft. They have very. They've disappointed me. I expected more. If that's what if that's what you mean. But and in Phoenix now, you know, I've held no held back telling you Phoenix is. I think you've called every team in the NBA soft at this point. No, Denver's not soft. Neither is Golden State or LA. LA's just depending on you know a guy that's put together with gum and, and rubber bands. Mm-hmm. That's their their only problem. And their other guys forty eight years old. So I mean, that's no. I think Phoenix is the the worst one though because they have the. Some of the best talent, but yet the least amount of heart and, and, and soul. Well, they're gone now. And that's so. and look at and when they went out for the second straight year by thirty points. That was the one you missed. You took Phoenix on that one, like I did, but I did take Phoenix. Yeah. Because when I texted you, I was like, I'm going across the river. I need your picks. I need your picks. And I get there and I didn't get a response. I was like, Oh, I hope he's not something bad. And I just went and listened to the podcast and picked him up. So I did I, I split him though. So I came up even with there you. Go. Did you pick Boston? And then um you need to, did you have a chance to watch that, that video I sent you though? What video? The on the text. I know. Okay, check that out later. That's that access to Boston video. I saw oh that. no, I, yeah, I, I saw that. That thing's hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I'd heard, I'd heard about that. And you said it was the video that Ed Sheeran used. He said, literally, yeah. his, his lawyer played that video in the courtroom. Apparently, <laughs> that's uh, hilarious stuff. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better now. Right? Thank. Yeah, it was one of those where like, I woke up. and I was like, yeah, I feel pretty good. And then I got like an extra hour of sleep after the the babysitter came. Did a podcast with Greer. That's gonna go out this monday and like by the time that was over i'm like okay i'm still not feeling 100 but way way better than i was last night no we got the weekend coming so you can rest you got yeah i guess you don't have you don't have anything big i mean you've got mother's day we got mother's monday. day mother's day will be a, a gauntlet on sunday yeah we've got because you know we're you know mother's day it's it's not just you know mary's day which kind of it does kind of stink that you you, well, you, sort of, you have to share it with like your mom and then your mother-in-law and so like we're gonna do brunch with her family and then we'll go out to my parents house and hang out with my mom 
And so, like, I, I think we're going to do kind of a thing. Well, I'm not going to say. I don't want to spoil it. It's her Mother's Day. I'll tell her on, on Sunday. Yeah, because you know they listen. Yeah. Uh, so we'll. That is, that is a, it's a lot of, lot of running around, though, with all the moms. Yeah. So we'll do stuff for Mary in the morning, and then we'll go do do brunch, and then we'll. And then I'll, you know, her her youngest sister is is pregnant, okay. Kaylee. Is, but they're about to have their first baby. So it'll be, it's her first kind of like pseudo Mother's Day. Um, so can we'll, you celebrate Mother's Day when you're still pregnant? You can't. I mean, you're, yeah. Eh, what the hell? Yeah. Um, we can we can play fast and loose with the rules if we want. I don't know if that's fast and loose. Yeah, I think you're <laughs> you're pretty much a mom at the, at the point in pregnancy where she is. She's basically a mom. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be it'll be a fun day, but that'll be take up all of Sunday, and then Saturday. I don't even know. I don't know if we have plans. I don't know, but it, it'll be. I'm sure another another day in paradise. Another busy weekend. It amuses me on days that are created for fathers and mothers that were mainly meant to be appreciated and relaxed. Seem to be some of the most hectic days for either one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's fun in the end, but it's still it's still very hectic. It is. I mean, you, th- there's, there's stuff going on. I do like. I mean, the one thing that I like on Father's Day is I get to sleep in. Like that's all I that's ask nice. for. Yeah, and then like, <laughs> I usually want to eat something I'm going to eat. Like, we'll do like you get some China one. <laughs> no, I mean, I actually I like cooking out. Like okay, I, I like grilling out. So like I'll I'll like it and. It's stressful a lot of times because, like, I'll have to go get the food. I'll have to go prepare it. And, like, that just leaves Mary, like, with the kids for just herself. So she, a lot of times she's like, as much as I like you making dinner, it's not really worth it for me. So, like, that I think I'll let <laughs> myself. That's part of your Father's Day gift, yeah, though. Yeah, my I Father's mean. Day gift to myself is letting myself cook dinner, <laughs> yeah. which would be fun. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's I enjoy the sleeping in. That's, now, that's the big thing. So, well, Saturday, I guess, with, with Virginia kind of off with no, no ballet, no more. like I know on. ballet's done, soccer's done. So you can kind of relax and recharge on Saturday before the whole Sunday debacle of all running around everywhere all day for Mother's Day, right? There's no recharging. There's no relaxing. I mean, I, mean, I mean, you might go like, like for a walk or something, which I'm sure we'll take to them. me is like a you know a week like week yeah. planned adventure. We'll but. take them 17 different places that will. Yeah, there's no. I mean, it's you got to get them out. You can't just sit there. Do you they, think it's, they'll go insane? Think it's possible you will go more places outside of your house tomorrow than I will in an entire month. I think that happens every weekend. Yeah, <laughs> on any weekend day, I would say that that <laughs> probably happens. I mean, it probably happened yesterday, like when I got off work. <laughs> I think I went four different places last night. That probably. Oh man, you may have, you may have already beat me for the week. Yeah, it may have happened today too. I think I've been three different places today. No, that's not true. I've been to two different oil change places. They, that's true. There you yeah, go. Yeah, and I stopped at Arby's on the way here. You're good to go. And I stopped at the Smoke Outlet Shop and got some cigarettes for the weekend. We have. I, I don't I'm know. A if, busy man. I don't know if people out there listening who have, you know, like one of each or who have you know two of each who who have boys and girls. Okay. Have noticed like, like everyone always talked about the differences, and I'm like, I'm sure there are differences but for the most part like a one-year-old is a one-year-old right yeah they cry they poop they 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 scream yeah john is a maniac in a very different way than like virginia was a maniac virginia was very much like her her personality showed she was very vocal her attitude john in the span of i didn't tell the story like on on tuesday night john fell backwards out of a chair and like you think, like traumatizing experience, like he's crying, like drills his head, like like oh my god, in the, a big kid chair, like he's sitting on the, the normal chair, that, and like rocking around, and just falls out of it. Oh, wow. So you're like, man, he's you know he's gonna be a little bit more careful now. Ten minutes later, he's jumping on the bed and drills <laughs> his head against the side of the wall, has a goose egg pop out the size of like you know. The Grand Canyon's huge. That's how, that's how Stewie got his head shape. Be careful. It's pretty much. He <laughs> just turns black and blue. I'm like, good Lord. And, like, you're thinking, okay, like, now he's learning. He's crying. He's back on, like, this little trampoline just going. I'm like, John. I'm like, putting a bubble. Like, the kid is an absolute animal. I might want to get him a helmet. <laughs> boys are just different than girls. Like, yeah, we're not going to make it to, because I've had friends that have had kids, especially boys, 
and they're they're constantly in the yard. ER, they're constantly getting stitches. You know, Virginia has not had anything like that. And I think I don't know if we're going to make it to two to two, which is October, <laughs> without John going to the ER and getting stitches because the kid is just. I mean, he's. We have this like big rock in our backyard, and it's so funny. We had friends over for 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 dinner one night a couple of years ago when their kid was about in Virginia they're the same age. They were about John's age now. And like that big rock, Virginia like never went over to it, never did anything with it. She always just kind of ignored it. And like their son like sprinted over and like immediately was like climbing on it, like jumping off it, jumping on it. And we're like, wow, like, you know, Virginia's never John, now that he's everywhere, is just jumping off that rock, just like banging into the fence back there. Like he's just an absolute uh I mean, he's just he just wants to be he's climbing stuff everywhere. And we gave him the I feel like that trampoline that weaponized him. We're like you, one of those just little ones? Yeah, one of those little ones you, bounce, with like yeah. the, the collapsible bar that you can just grab onto and jump on. And we thought, well, it was basically it was a gift for Virginia. And we thought, this will tire them out. Yeah, jump your asses around, go to sleep early. This will be great. And never, Instead, those plans never work, by the way. It <laughs> gave him the confidence to like, he's cl- he's like using the trampoline to like jump onto to bigger chairs and then like balancing on the side of the chairs. Like it's just, it's made him more confident in himself to do terrible things and, and like terrorizing things he's it, just he's, he's everywhere it might be i mean it might be a boy thing i mean you mentioned the rock which is hilarious because there's a house in my neighborhood that has like those kind of big rocks in their front yard i used uh, to do the same I used to, when i was a kid i used to go climb all over those yeah and, and jump off it i mean I, i've told you know when i was like you know i've had i got my you know i've had most of my injuries when i was you know before the age of like eight or nine having my pinky cut off and trying to jump you know my big wheel off of a off of a, off of a porch <laughs> Poor Knight Rider didn't make it. <laughs> you know, just go, I mean, just doing like, you know, just doing goofy stuff. And, you know, I just, maybe it is, maybe it is the, maybe it is the, the boy Gene. I mean, they. Have you ever broken a bone? Uh, I think, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I hurt my knee and they said I tore like a PCL, but I've never had it fixed. Mm. I thought I tore my rotary cuff and never got it fixed. Now I cut, yeah. I mean, my, I just, my shoulder clicks every time I move. Now my left knee is a mess. I did this back in like 2002, and it just. And I've talked to somebody like who've had knee surgeries like since, and they've just said, I mean, if you want to get it done, you probably could. It'd be expensive, but within like a few years, it's going to bother you again. It just there's at this point, you might as well just live with it. And I'm like, okay. No, the posters I was getting my. Uh, you can still see. You can't see it from there, but there, there's a little line on my pinky right here. I had the whole top of my pinky cut off. Yeah, you told that story. And uh, yeah. The, which is weird because that's why I think the nail grows different on this fu- this finger than my other pinky. Probably does. It, gr- it has like a weird like like angle to the way it grows, and my other pinky n- nail grows like looking like you know Carrie Fisher's finger in Star Wars, <laughs> like long and straight, ready to use. <laughs> yeah, I think it's got to be a boy thing, but we made it to we, we still I mean, we've still never been to like the ER for for Virginia for anything besides like just feeling sick and i don't have a doctor but like we john i don't think we're gonna make it that far and say i would like to like but my two closest friends like they have three kids combined and they're all boys so i mean i've seen i mean i guess i've never been able to 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 see the 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 infant girl if they were just as wild i think maybe that's why i mean maybe that's why when they get older they go wild (laughs) because they're calm as, as kids i mean they don't do you think all girls go wild not anymore, but I mean, they did in the nineties. I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't know what to do. With oh, I, speaking of the nineties, guess what I did last night? What did you do last night? So, I have told you before. Sometimes one of my weaknesses, amongst probably many other things uh, and vices, is that like late, like past midnight, one o'clock, I'll you know 
be brain fogged and I'll just, I'll, I'll buy random stuff online. Right. Yes. I don't know how I got down the rabbit hole of, of looking like I, I maybe I think I blame you for this for getting like my whole like 25 year reunion thing stuck in my head, possibly coming up. And so I see like this thing on on the Wagner page from like somebody from class of like 94, 95 being like, we're doing our anniversary, you know, so-and-so coming up maybe and, Long story short, and have a drink for an early day, yada yada yada. I I found I, I have lost all my yearbooks. I don't know where they are. I suddenly come across on eBay my my freshman and sophomore year yearbooks. Someone's selling them. I don't know who, but they're selling random <laughs> ninety five and ninety six Wagner yearbooks. I bought them both. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Because I was way too stoned at four in the morning last night. <laughs> I mean, are you in them? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Are you, are you like doing stuff in like the pictures? No, I mean, I'm in the picture. I mean, my my. Well, besides, like the one, the one. No, that's that it. Yeah, I wasn't it. in. Yeah, I mean, I, I had I had like a Latin club and Spanish club T-shirts, but I was never in the clubs. And I mean, I was I, so. Yeah, I uh, I just like and the pictures like on like the display, like they show just the cover, and I remember the cover, and then they like show like the opening, and it's like signed to somebody's yearbook like all these signatures in there. <laughs> i have no idea i tried to zoom to see if i get a glimpse so i mean for all i know maybe i'm buying my own yearbook back do you guys sign yearbooks at wagner yeah i don't think we ever did the i mean trinity's all guys so i guess that you know it was maybe not as but Man, I, we, we never signed we did in grade school i don't think we ever i never did in high school. i did in middle school and in uh, high school i had all my yearbook yeah my yearbook was pretty full of course it was that's popular dude man popular guy most people probably didn't know who I was when they were signing it. You bought a so, so I bought two. an online <laughs> Wagner yearbook. I just I, I I went to Google after Facebook and just typed in like Wagner class of ninety eight to see if something would come up. And for some reason, like you know how you know you get your shopping stuff there a little bit after your first couple links after classmates you know wanted to sell me something for nine ninety nine or whatever. Uh, and I saw the year, I was like, wait a minute, that's that's my yearbook. I remember that yearbook. Because I wasn't in my junior and senior yearbook, you know, be not Didn't being make there it that far. Yeah, well, I was there. I left my, during my junior year, so, uh, so I, but I'm in my freshman and sophomore, and I saw. It, I'm like, wait a minute, and whoever's selling it, selling like all these other random yearbooks from like J Town and and more and stuff like that, and I was excited because I don't have my Westport yearbooks either. I, the only yearbooks I have are my my sev- uh, fourth and fifth grade yearbooks from Zachary Taylor. What happened to my other ones? Who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows. Like I said, I literally might be buying my own yearbooks back. You still uh, have yours? Yeah. You, still, you keep yours? I think they're mostly my parents. My parents save like everything. So I think I mean, my mom doesn't. She yeah. probably sold mine in a yard sale, and that's why I'm buying them back. I there's boxes of my old stuff at my parents' house still. Uh, but I, I know that I've got a couple at like our house now. I think my senior year book is over there. Um, yeah. So I used to have a got bookshelf, and I think this is where a lot of stuff got lost to, unfortunately, because I used to have a, a magazine uh, program from a Pacer game that inside of it was um, almost every player signed their bio picture because back in the early 90s you could just walk up to the court yeah. and get people to sign stuff it was so much easier than it is now and i used to have this uh bookshelf in my den i'm i'm bad pack right you don't know that already but i would not throw away any of my like my sporting news and this is like the old newspaper style sporting news thousands of them like you know just something you would see like in like howard hughes one of his rooms just stacked up on this along with what was probably my yearbooks that a lot of programs from games i went to some other kind of cool autograph stuff. And then one day, like uh, when I wasn't living there, my mom had moved in with my grandmother. She he, she decided, you know, I'm going to clear all this out because I'm bored. And when I get bored, I clear out everybody else's stuff but my own. And I've never seen it since. 
That's what she does. Sad, sad day. <laughs> so I'm, I can't wait to find out who's your book I bought. Texas says, why is the <laughs> phrase fake breast cut out of cowboy during the open? Can you not say that on the radio? I guess we figure if we're going to get in trouble with the FCC for something said in the show, we'd like to say it ourselves and not Kid Rock. Yeah. That's what it is. We're, we're going down. We're taking ourselves down. Texas says pro-life Rutherford. I, I knew that. When we what started, did you say? We started talking about like my, my uh, sister-in-law being pregnant. Oh, like, yeah. You're like, yeah, the conception. Like, it's not what I was talking about. But I, as I was saying it, I was like, <laughs> I, just, like I guarantee somebody's taking this the wrong way. I kind of thought it, but I didn't say anything. But yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel like Mother's Day should be celebrated by by everybody, any type of mother. I don't know, just mother to be. You don't get to make the rules. But can't I technically say I'm a father to be at some point, and can so I can celebrate even though everyday Father's Day for me, I think. But no, you're not. I don't even know when Father's Day is. So it's actually just listening to the uh, Rutherford Show podcast from Thursday at the top of the five o'clock hour. TK talks way too long about Jenny Garth being married to the Hawks owner and all the movies she was in. Mike even referenced 90210. Trevor was actually talking about Jamie Gertz. He did the exact same thing <laughs> a few months ago when I corrected him. Then I remember this now. Trevor repeatedly has the same brain farts on the show. It's frustrating, but it's hilarious. Also, TK couldn't wait to share his threesome story. You did, you did the exact same thing. Now that you say, did I, did I call like, her Jamie Garth? Yeah, you Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth, yeah. Who because was... you said that, and I was like, and as you were telling the story, I'm like, this kind of sounds familiar now that you're saying it. And the reason it did sound familiar is because you made the exact same mistake telling the same story, mixing up, mixing up the same two people. Two completely opposite people, by yeah, the way. Jamie well. Gertz. Yeah. I tried to watch Less Than Zero last night, and apparently it's not available on um, on uh, Amazon Prime. Texas, my son has hit the shins on the edge of the couch a thousand times over the past four years. He's seven now because he keeps pushing the ottoman further and further away to see how far he can get. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's boys. Although Virginia doesn't do that, too. She tries to jump from... The ottoman to the couch. Oh, I jumped everywhere when yeah. I was a kid. She's still a gummy bear. Yeah. Texas. Now, did you pay more for the two yearbooks or the additional uh, or the additional portion of country gravy? <laughs> Actually, if you think about it, it was both yearbooks with tax and, and delivery fee were about twenty two bucks each. So yeah, it was. I, pay, I paid about the same for one yearbook for my, my biscuits and gravy. I felt bad last night. I, I feel like you're rubbing off on me in in the wrong way. <laughs> I had I had to run some errands last night. We were went uh, we went. To, I, Went to Trader Joe's, pick up some stuff, and love then the Trader Joe. Pick up our uh, our babysitter who comes over on Friday. He's graduating from U of L, so we got her some flowers. So I nice. ran in there, grabbed some quick stuff, and then I picked up. We'd ordered uh, pizza from Kohl's, which is great. Never had. It. And as like I was like, while I'm out, I was like, is there anything you want for dessert? I don't think we have really much at the house. And Mary's like, you know, you're right by Graders. We could just pick up some some quick Graders. I, f- I swing by there. The line is like out the door, <laughs> and I'm like, we got bedtime coming up. Like you know, Virginia's. She didn't take a nap today. John didn't take, barely took a nap. Like they're both going to be really tired. Like I've got to get home. I was like, but I really want this graders now. Like as I'm driving the the five minutes it takes from to go to, to go to graders from my house, I door dash it. The door dash comes. It is completely missing one of the things. I hate when it. Oh. But it's very easy to get back. Like like. Well, the, yeah, you go on DoorDash, you can just put. They'll refund it right away. On they the, refunded on the it right side, away, yeah. but they also like they gave me the option of reordering it and getting it mm. like for no charge. And so I was like, oh, cool. I'm thinking it's the same order. Like, I'm getting the stuff that I already got plus the thing that they left out. Uh, they just they they brought what they left out. I haven't which seen is that. Fine, Usually but, I just get the credit for it. And yeah, it was it, it was fine. But like, I did feel I'm like, <laughs> this is the epitome of laziness. I'm driving as I'm driving past the ice cream place. I'm ordering the ice cream place I mean, don't to go to my house, it. which is literally right down the street. I mean, I've done it before. I've, I've ordered DoorDash from somewhere as I'm driving home just so I know that when I get home, they'll be getting it at the same time I will. 
Uh, let's take our first break. When we come back, the transfer portal is officially closed. Ooh. Oh, no. You say that, but it's one of those where, like, if you are if you can qualify as a graduate transfer, the portal's never really closed. You can go for it. If you're <laughs> a guy who's going through the NBA draft process, it's not really closed. So it's t- it's like the, the MLB trade deadline, right? Like, oh, cool. no trades yeah. after today <laughs> except for all the trades that are going to happen after today. But we'll talk about the late additions to the portal, uh, who's off the board, who's still on the board, a new name that Kenny Payne seems to have some interest in according to reports. God knows how true those are. They're not true at all. But we'll get into that stuff uh, after the break. Some more text from you guys at 502-414-1450. It's the Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, and it continues next here on The Big X. Think it does, huh? Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's find out. Told you. I listened to this last night. They listen to the exact same music. I told you this. You're right. Yes. But is this what it feels <laughs> like to be growing apart? When did I become the one who's always chasing your heart? Turn around and find I am lost in the woods. You're my inspiration. Right is left when you're gone. I'm the, one. I, the second verse is my favorite. I say it all the time when I'm like, Who am I if I'm not your guy? The Frozen 2 soundtrack is a serious drop off from the first one. It is, and Mary, or, not, even, not Mary. Even. Virginia's been requesting it more, so we've been listening uh, to it more in the car. I, I get down with. I like Lost in the Woods. I guess. Well, now that I know it's your my inspiration, you're the inspiration. Yeah. It's kind of like in my head a little bit more. Yeah, I, but I, I do not like the unknown song. It's just such a like. I feel like the they just want. Yeah, yeah. John likes singing it because he can just sing the unknown part. He's like, oh. <laughs> Virginia likes it too. Those aren't syllables actually. <laughs> the thing about Virginia is crazy. Is like she'll sit there like listening sometimes. Like she'll only sing parts of it, and then we'll get home and she'll sing like all the words. Like somehow she's she's just she knows it all. Uh, but it's it, like she's she's into that one. I mean, she likes all. She, I don't know why she got she's been in more into Frozen too, but she likes the something's never changed, like the opening song, which I I like that one okay. I mean, Frozen the best part of Frozen two is still when the the snowman does the quick uh, breakdown of the entire story. Yeah, for all the people that are like have been lost in the uh, I guess the forest or whatever Enchanted Forest. Yeah, like I mean, that's the, I think maybe the best part of the entire. Movie. Other than that, I mean, it's just it's your typical sequel. Definitely two multiple you steps hate down. So much. I'm not. You hate them. It's not that I hate them. It's just that they just they don't they don't come deliver most of the time. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Like so- the most recent Top Gun. Like. 
All right, we've got. Uh, I love that you've never even still seen it. I still haven't seen it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's great. What are the odds that you will even watch it ever? Uh, Lucity's next home match is this Saturday. It's Pups at the Pitch Night, presented by Feeder Supply. You can bring your furry friend to Lynn Family Stadium when the boys in purple face Miami FC. 7 p.m. is when kickoff's going to happen. Tickets are available by calling 502 Lucity or by going to lucity.com slash pups. But if you prefer to have free tickets, we're going to give you the chance to make that happen right now. It's Pups of the Pitch Night, so we're going to have a quick trivia question. The first person to correctly answer this question at 502-414-1450 is going to get two tickets to tomorrow night's Lou City versus Miami FC match. Uh, we gave away two tickets yesterday for the Racing Louisville game tonight at 7 o'clock against uh, they play the Chicago Red Stars. The Red Stars, yeah. Since a little bit of dog trivia. Ooh, I love puppy trivia. The first person who can correctly text in the answer to this question at 502-414-1450, you're getting two tickets to Pups at the Pitch Night tomorrow for Lou City. Sorry. I want you to name the name of the dog from Frasier. First person to correctly name the dog's name in the show. He's the dog of the dad, but he lives in the house with Frasier. Hit us up, 502-414-1450. First person to do it correctly. You're getting tickets tonight, uh, tomorrow night to Pups at the Pitch at Lynn Family Stadium. I see, I'm trying to remember if, the, if I'm thinking of the name of the brother or the dog. Does it give with an N? That's the brother, right? That's the brother. Okay, okay. I, see, I never. The I first never, guest that came in was Cujo. That's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought the trivia question was gonna be. We have a winner. What '90s teen star does Trevor think was married to the Hawks owner? <laughs> we have a winner. It's that. It's it's the same person who corrected you on uh, Jenny Garth versus. Well, there Jenny you Garth. go. They should. They deserve to win. They deserve then. to win. They got it. Multiple answers. They keep coming in now. They're correct. But we've got we, well, we've got our winner. You can stop texting it. Okay. Then what was it? Eddie, I did not. It was it was a rat terrier, right? I think that's right. I, I remember the dog. I just I never watched Frasier. It was just not my show. But um, maybe I could go back. I knew Niles was the one. I couldn't remember if that was the dog Niles or the, was brother. the brother. Yeah, I could. I thought it was the brother, and I remember the dad. I can picture him, and I remember the dog. I just didn't not. I had no idea. Did you watch Frasier when you? were? Oh yeah, I loved Frasier. Really? Yeah, big fan. Okay. I mean, you were pretty young for Frazier, too. My Frazier backpack caused me a lot of beatdowns in grade school. <laughs> I did not have a Frazier backpack. You had, you had a Niles Trapper Lo- Keeper. Niles Lunchbox. <laughs> an Eddie Thermos. Did you have a Trapper Keeper, by the way? Oh, yeah. Like that is, oh, yeah. I can't remember. I don't, I don't remember. Nike Trapper Keeper, huge Okay, deal. I couldn't remember when those, like, like, like faded away or not. I wasn't sure if they were still cool because I... I know you're not far behind me, but you're a few years. That was grade school, very much. Okay, I mean, I was high I think, school. No, 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 not high school. Yeah. No, no. I think middle school, maybe. I think mostly grade school for me too, though. Yeah, it was like, even though I never, I had it, and I just, I don't know why, because I, I never took advantage of anything that it offered, because I was just such a bad student anyway. I liked because you could keep all your folders in like one big thing, and you just take it from class to class. Yeah, I just, but I just never did the work. In high school, you were lucky if I brought like my book to class. Like I, I, I was trying to make as few locker trips as possible once I got, especially like junior senior year. You were one of the ones that kept all your books in your backpack, and it was like weighed like sixty pounds, didn't? Well, it? no, we weren't allowed. To, you weren't allowed to take backpacks from class to class at Trinity. Oh, you weren't? No, you oh. had to. You kept all your books. So you would just, in theory, you would go to your locker after every class, grab the books and notebooks that you needed for the next class, and go. But I would try to. <laughs> I would, like 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 so many people, when you got a little bit older, I would try to take as few things as possible. Oh yeah. So I would just like grab. Wait, you, you, know. you couldn't have your backpack in class. Mm-mm. No. Well, is it was just because like I got to school, like the danger thing? Or I don't something? know. I guess like maybe distractions or like you know you would bring people easier to bring snacks or whatever. But like you you could have a backpack in school, but you had to stay in your locker. Was that common amongst 
most of the schools in your high school age? Or I've got no idea. I mean, I, I, all I can speak for is yeah. is Trinity. I wonder because I, I know like a lot of people like like your age like use backpacks on a day to day basis. I wonder if it's because of the withdrawal of not having them in school. I don't know. <laughs> just curious. I'm just... I remember getting to college and like for some reason I just thought like I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I did not bring my backpack to college and I was like. I was like, I can just carry my books, I'm sure. And, like, not realizing that you've got, like, when you leave your dorm to go to campus, and, like, you're not going to come back no, after every class. No. It's like the very first day, I was like, what the hell was I thinking? I had to go to the bookstore, <laughs> yeah. buy a backpack, and, and, like, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. I, I could s- carry seven books around for, like, five hours every single day. I didn't have a backpack when I got to Western, and I thought the same thing. I was like, I don't need a backpack. So I'm like, I remember I was buying, like, in the campus store, like, getting my books, what books I needed, like, dude, look at, like, the total goober, like, buying a shirt and a koozie and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm that. I get a pennant. I'm like, yay, go team. But, like, I got the order, and, of course, how much the books cost was, was bad enough. And I'm, like, looking at this thing. I'm like, I'm not carrying all this crap even in my car, let alone every class. So I bought a backpack. I still, to this day, it's, it's one of those weird, like, one-strap backpacks that just go over. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I, feel like I, I could kinda, no strap it if I could. I, I, I actually want to see you carrying that back. Oh, you do? I, 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 I used, I've used it on remotes before. I'll bring it one day. I'll be perfectly honest. College Trevor should have been a reality show. Like I would have. Oh walked, Lord! No. I'm dying to know what College Trevor was like. Just the ins and the outs of your day to day life on campus. Twenty five year old hanging out with a bunch, a mix of people I worked with who were my own age, and then people who were like 17, 18, 19 years old. Because how long did you make it in college? You, you did not graduate. I got there in August of 05, and I left in, I want to say, summer of 06. I was only there a little bit over a year. So you get two semesters then? Yes. Okay. Just like me in law school. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and then I went to, uh, then I went to Glen Oaks, and then I uh, got a job. I got an internship at, uh, at the radio station. Okay. And the rest is uh, history, as they say. That's what they say. <laughs> and now I'm here with you. This is how we made it here. I'm gonna bring that backpack in on Monday for you. I want to see you no strap. It's, it's not. It's not no strap. It like just goes over like across. Like it looks like it looks like I'm wearing like the Chewbacca utility belt. And it's, 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 it's the funny thing is, is I found it not too long ago. It still has like pins from my college days to like in it. I believe it. <laughs> like a highlighter in there. Like I know it's gotta be from college because. What else would I have bought a highlighter? A big red eraser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got the team. We've got the steam. When you were a kid and you bought the erasers that were red and blue, did you only use one side thinking it would work better than the other? I don't remember that. I feel like this is like a question like asking if you thought Bugs Bunny was hot when you dressed up as a girl type yeah, scenario. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. <laughs> you don't remember the red and blue erasers? Not really. You used to get them at the... Did you, didn't you have like the bookstore at your, at your elementary school? Oh, yeah. You get so excited, you get like $5 and you can go... I remember we won a contest one time. You won like five bucks to spend at the bookstore. I was on cloud nine. I was like, yes, I'm getting the, the NFL pencils today, baby. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I had, see, I, I would collect those, but I would never use them. I, nor did I. I, I was like, worried to. I had like every NBA one, every NFL. Like there was always like an Easter present. I felt like or a Christmas present was in my stocking. I had all the team pencils. Like I had a, a gigantic guard that was a uh, jar. That was just filled with like sports team pencils. I feel like you probably also had, and, you might, and I think I had a Barry Sanders one. Like the you used to I had the five, individual ones, yeah. Well, that and the you know, the folders, the the player folders. I had a Barry you Sanders get. folder. I had a I had a Sanders or Randall Cunningham folder. I think I had like a Derek Thomas one, maybe. I try to remember who all the other players were that were around in the early nineties at the time. Yeah, I had those too. I had uh, the, you should get them at Target or your Kmart's sure. or yeah. Walmart's, whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, 
Good times. I'd love, I'd, I'd love to bring those back again. That was my mom trying to get me like to be okay with going back to school. It never worked. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I hated school my entire life. So did I. And I think that's going to end up being my daughter. Like she's one. Like she's she's fine at school. She I mean, she had a couple of behavior problems recently, but she's like like she's got friends. She plays well. She does well at school. It's not like she's like there's not anything for her to be afraid of. But she just hates it. She wakes up every morning. She's like, I don't I don't want. It's more fun here. Why would I want to go to school? That was pretty much me through college. Like I just I. Yeah, I'd I, say I was different, but I think my track record denies that. <laughs> I didn't, so I didn't walk for my college graduation. Which even like now, like like Mary and like you know, people who were in my class at Bellarmine, they're like, why would why would you not like I was hungover and still do it? And I was like, I hated school my entire life. Why why would I set like one final day to celebrate it? I'm like, if I don't have to to be at something, I'm just not going to go. At least you finished. Yeah. And then that's I, then I, ironically after saying like I'll never be in a classroom again, I was going to law school two years later. I basically stopped finishing in the eighth grade. You did. <laughs> I'm just happy you made it that far. I guess I figured after they made me go through in fifth grade to learn sign language and had to learn all these songs. I was like, screw all this. If I had to do all this just to graduate and do all the schoolwork, bite me. I'm out of here. Trevor the kid. Just... I don't remember doing an eighth grade graduation though myself at Westport. Oh, I remember we had a big eighth grade graduation. I, I mean, we had to, but I just don't remember doing it. I don't know why. I was. Well, very... I think I remember. Actually, I think I'm not, I do remember why I was there. But yeah, I, my grandfather passed like the week before I graduated. I think, mm. and uh, I think that's why. I think it's probably why I just I don't think about that anymore. I was very ready to be done with eighth grade. I remember that. I remember just being like, okay, like I'm in high school. It's one of those like I'd already gotten into like my track in high school. Like I, I was just ready for it to start. Like we already we'd already started doing like freshman football stuff for Trinity. Like so, I was like I was over grade school. High school like was a little bit different. Like we were still playing baseball when we graduated, so I didn't. I'm like I'm graduating, but I'm still not feeling like I'm like done. With, with we were in the midst of like we were just about to start. It's like what I'm sure Patrick's about to go through. Like we were just getting ready to start like districts and and regionals yeah. and all that stuff. So like it did almost didn't feel like I was like it was real. But you you probably had the same classmates almost all through your school systems, right? Because of the Catholic school system, you. Well, I did, but I started at public school. I went to Wilder for uh, in elementary school. That's where I was. Bef- I started. I went there for preschool. Yeah, before going to Holy Trinity. Okay. So like, like for them, like, like some of my friends, like they were in the same class, like K through eight, but I didn't join up until what fifth grade. That's still pretty early, though. I mean, yeah. I guess yeah, because sixth grade was my, I would say my most unfan, unfavorite year because almost all my friends at Zachary Taylor went to Cammer. If you don't know Westport Road System, if you live on one side, you go to Westport right. Wagner. Yeah. You literally live across the street of Westport. You go, you go out of that neighborhood. You go to Cameron Ballard. And all, a lot of my friends lived in Plantation and Langdon Place and things like that. And so it was like sixth grade was like, I hated sixth grade because I didn't, I knew I had to meet like all new friends, which was fine because they became my friends all through eighth grade. And going to high school, I was kind of like the fat kid and, and, and Billy Madison. I'm like, I can't wait for high school. I just, <laughs> like, I, just, I just feel like I had my friend like grab my cheeks going, no, stay in seventh and eighth grade. It's much better here. <laughs> you know, high school did have its ups and downs and fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, I believe we've got uh, okay, t- tickets are taken care of. I've been trying to make sure that we get these. You get the winner. Care. Yeah, we got. I think we got both winners now. Now, is the winner going to take the dog to the park? Though, great question. Texture, let us know. Are you I, going? Are you going to be bringing your pup to the pitch? I'm curious. I'm yeah. so scared every time I say that line. I just feel like I'm going to mix up some words. <laughs> Don't want to be there somewhere. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of P's and B's in, in one sentence, and I just throw maybe a, maybe a C and a B in there. I'm, just, I'm, I'm worried every time I say it. I already had the DennyCrum.com slip up yesterday, which the text line thankfully forgave me for. They're like, "Don't go to the website that you just said." I was like, "Yeah, 
Oh, I, did I miss something? Did I, miss I think it? you I, you would have made more of a, a, a show of it if you'd actually heard what I said. Now I want to go back and listen. I don't know. I, didn't hear you. I must have zoned out or something. Imagine that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, my Arby's is gone, so you got my full attention the rest of two hours and 12 minutes. I unfortunately left out an R at one point. You can guess where it was. <laughs> and it made the website far more dirty than it actually I'm was. curious. Is that an actual website? Um, <laughs> are you going to Google it? <laughs> I hesitate to do it here on work property. No, it's not. Thank okay. You. Thank God. <laughs> Feel free to go there, folks. Type so it in, kids. Something I always liked about how much your mother, when they would make a joke about a website, they would always actually invent the website. Yeah. You, I, I feel like a lot of movies and, and I don't, shows do that. Maybe now. they did now. I mean, yeah. I thought maybe they were ahead of their time. Maybe they were just doing like everybody else and I didn't know it, but I always found that amusing. Yeah. It's a good idea. I mean, cause if not, then yeah, you're going to be. Days of the internet. Uh, Texture says, I listened on Wednesday on podcast, and I just wanted to make sure that I had it right. You guys can't say the word F, the F word. No, we cannot. No. But Trevor can ask Mike if he'd call next on a couple doing Toggy at the bar. <laughs> First of all, it's a legitimate question, I think. It's not. Because <laughs> the answer is a very obvious no. I mean, you never know. I mean, you could you could surprise me with a left hand turn there. I don't know. I mean, no. <laughs> but no, there's that that's okay. I mean, I, there's nothing dirty about that. Yes, it, it, even if I wasn't happily married, <laughs> no. <laughs> I did forget to look that video up. I mean, was she, was she just busted or something? I mean, what? I mean, was she just not very attractive? The woman in the video. That has nothing to do with it. No, I'm just not gonna have <laughs> sex openly in a bar in front of a lot of people. It's disgusting. Some people have higher standards than others. They do. That's You're not wrong about that. <laughs> Bankers can't be choosers. Texas, with the transfer portal officially closed, who are the best and most realistic additions for the final roster spot? Okay. Um, oh, are we doing it? Sure. Hit it. Hit the, hit the music. It's the transfer portal. The transfer portal. Who we gonna? Who we gonna get? Only one scholarship. Who's it going to go to next? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> we can't close the portal. The portal's closed. Isn't weird? I feel like Rick Pitino's already like outdone Kenny Payne in one offseason. <laughs> he did land Jordan Dingle today. Great name, by the way. Great name. Great player. <laughs> and he's the biggest addition that, that Pitino has landed so far for next season, in my opinion. Uh, Dingle was the Ivy League player of the year. Played at Penn. Averaged tw- uh, over 23 points per game. He was... And I I know that people are going to hear this and be like, Oh, you just... Patino Homer, like whatever, you just love. He's the type of player that I thought we were going to land this offseason. And then I thought I thought that we really needed to land this offseason. And maybe we still can, but there like there aren't that many guys left now that that check all those boxes. Uh Patino did come out and say on Twitter, I'm really excited to have Jordan Dingle uh joining the team. His goals are plain and simple. As a loyal New Yorker, he wants to bring back St. John's to basketball royalty and then become a first round choice. I'm all in on making that happen. Good luck with the second part. I think the first part. <laughs> They're going to make tournament this year, probably. Say what? They're going to probably make tournament this year. They before this, I was kind of like, yeah, like the roster, it's it's fine. He's he's clearly made some improvements, but I didn't think they'd done enough. Dingle's a big time addition. Yeah, to them. like they and they they Soriano stayed. Like they'll be, 
at the very least, I think they'll be better than they were last year. They may not be enough to get them in the tournament, but I, I think they'll how be close. They were to the tournament last year. I don't think very close. They weren't, but they were. I mean, I think they were like they finished eighth in the Big East, something like that. Uh, seven and 13, 18, or 18 and fifteen overall. Seven and thirteen in the Big East. Eighth, you're correct. Yes, I think they'll be a little bit better than that. And I guess only four teams made it out of the Big East. So five. Is Providence. Is that it? Yeah. Seton Hall went 17 and 16 at 10 and 10 in record. Villanova 10 and 10, 17 and 17. Down year for them. And Huh? Down year for them. Yeah, and then St. John's and then so on and so forth. Then St. John's is, did have a winning record out of overall, though, opposed to uh, Villanova. Okay. 500. But Providence was the last one in at 13 and 6. I guess the, the committee, unlike with you know the Big 12, they figured you should have a winning record, at least in your conference. Yeah, you should. I think you should in general, but you know, it's just me. <laughs> Let's talk about best players left in the transfer portal because it has dried up a little bit. I think we had just under 1,700 players enter the transfer portal this offseason, and I think that like 55% of them have found a home. Okay. So you've got most of the biggest names that have entered the portal are, are off the board, but you still have some big names out there. And like we were talking about earlier in the show, you kind of assume that there's still going to be some bigger names entering whether they're withdrawing from the NBA draft or like the portal is closed just to underclassmen. If you are a graduate transfer, then you're still able to, to enter the portal and, and be fine. And that's, I think there's a lot of confusion about the, the transferring rules. We don't exist in a place right now. People think that you can just transfer willy nilly and you're eligible immediately. That's not actually the rule. If you are an underclassman, you can transfer once and be immediately eligible if you transfer again, like if Matt Cross technically wanted to transfer right now again from UMass, he'd have to sit out a year. But if you have graduated, if you are, and kids are graduating now because they, they, you know, they're there all summer, they're, they're taking summer classes, they can graduate in three years. If you are a graduate transfer, you're eligible to transfer as many times as you want until your eligibility runs out and you're immediately eligible. Which so, was the original kind of uh, loophole that, that exactly. Kobe Carl took over, I think, and some other people took advantage of early on that, that now. Yeah, we're, so we're, now you see, like, it's why you're seeing some guys that are playing for like four different schools in five mm -hmm, years because yeah. they, you know, but if you are an underclassman, it's a little bit different. So a lot of guys in the transfer portal have, have found homes. If you look at like the, the athletics, or I guess Sports Illustrated's list of the best players in the transfer portal, like the first I think, on, 15 are all off the board. Right now. What, what, what do they have? Uh, in terms of like guards, everybody. I mean, there's not one person that isn't in their top like 10 that isn't. That's, yeah, exactly. I think I'm just floating. Yeah, they don't have, literally have no. I mean, I'm going load more players. I'm still having come across a guard. The thing that isn't decommitted yet or hasn't not com committed yet. In the athletics list of their best available transfers, which is a handy little tool. The problem is there are still some really, really talented guys out there. They just are, wait for this, 6'7 or 6'8 wings, yeah. which we've got 15 of. Their top two are Grant Nelson and Julian Phillips. Grant Nelson from North Dakota State is fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, Julian Phillips from Tennessee is one of the best defensive players in college basketball. The number one player on the athletic is Arthur Kaluma from Creighton, who entered the transfer portal yesterday. He's a 6'7 wing uh, who's a, I mean, he's an NBA talent. He was Fantastic yeah. for them last year. He's on here like fifth or sixth. Yeah. yeah. So the athletics list, they've got Kaluma first, Nelson from North Dakota State second. I had a, there was a former player who, and, and I've said, I've told you this before, like I know that most former players are, you know, they're, they're very supportive publicly and it kind of creates this feeling that like it's the fans who are upset with the way the basketball is going versus the, the, the former players and all stuff. There are lots of former players who are very willing behind closed doors, whether it's like DMs or texts to voice some frustration 
And one of them was was messaging me last week and saying, like, showing videos of Grant Nelson being like, this is the guy that we need. This is the type of guy that we need. Are we going to go get him? And I was like, no. <laughs> I don't mean he's 6'11". He's a 6'11 forward. I don't think that we, you know, it's going to be a tough sell for, for us to sell him on playing time when we already have, like, five of those. He played at Devil's Lake High School. Great name. Oh, cool. In Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Uh, four is Olivier Nakamoa, the, the, the 6'8 forward from Tennessee, who is kind of a dirty player, but he's very good. He went to Tennessee. What do you expect? Yeah, number five is the, the kid who just entered the transfer portal from Kansas, the big man, Ernest yeah. Day Jr., who was a – they talk about him having just total star potential, but Kansas got Hunter Dickinson, so he's going to go somewhere else. Number six, Ray J. Dennis. Uh, he's a – he's this is the guy that I would circle. Mac player of the year, played at Toledo, Averaged damn near 20 points and six assists per game last year. Like, he is, if you watched Mac basketball at all, which God love me, I, I did more times than I'd care to admit last year. Like, <laughs> he's the real deal. He, he's a guy that you look at kind of like Carly Jones a few years ago and say, these numbers aren't inflated because he's playing at a lower level. He's going to go to a power conference program, and he's going to put up numbers. He can play with just about anybody. He's Mac player of the year is always a guy that can go get you buckets. He's a guy that I would say, we like if we got him, I'd be ecstatic. But he's six two, but he's a true point guard. He would help us immensely. I don't know why we wouldn't, but it, I mean the, the list is going to be long. He's very good, but he's the guy that I would circle and say if you could have anybody that's out there right now, I'm going for Ray J. Dennis. Um, I don't even I don't know anything about this. The, I'll be perfectly honest. I, I did watch MAC basketball. I don't bring myself to whack, watch whack basketball unless it's a conference championship game. That's whack. Aziz uh, Bandigo, whatever his name is, from Utah Valley, the 7-foot center. We're not going to go after him. Uh, Tyron <laughs> Lawrence is a name that we've talked about from Vandy, 6'4 guard. I think he would help us immensely if we could get him. Uh, Alan Flanagan is a 6'6 wing from Auburn. He's number 9. Musa Cisse is a 6'10 center. He's very good from Oklahoma State, but he's a 6'10 center. Keisha Johnson from San Diego State, who was good for them on their in their tournament run. Uh, I know that he's rumored to be talking with Kentucky. I don't know what the latest is there. He was supposed to visit this weekend, but he's another 6'7 wing. I know, I know we've talked about we need guards, and we don't need we probably don't need big men, but, I mean, we kind of said that going in last year, and as the year went along, could have probably used a better big man. Uh, I mean, Hunley Hatfield, we don't know where his, and, and right now we know, you know, we hope to get an uh, upgrade from him, but as hyped as you can be about Dennis Evans, he's still a freshman. He's still, you know, 125 pounds soaking wet. And I'm not saying bring I would rather bringing a talented 6'11", 7-footer that can maybe play and help you bring along a guy like Evan Slower than just stretching for a guard that we may not need, like, our, no offense, but a Hersey Miller level. I First of all, you're putting me in a position where I'm going to have to be mean to Hersey Miller. I'm, I'm just, I don't All mean these guys that I'm talking about are <laughs> much better than Hersey Miller. Okay. And I love Hersey. He plays so I mean, hard. I agree. Yes. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be mean. I mean, he. he... But if we're talking about Andrew Taylor from Marshall, who we've, we've referenced a lot, first, let me say the, say, get this out of the way. I don't think we're going to get Andrew Taylor. Um, but if he's a guy that we've reached out to, yeah. like, he is light years better th- than Hersey and would give us a lot more options. The other guys that I'm mentioning, like Ray J. Dennis. Is, is tremendous. Like, he would help us out a lot. Uh, the kid from Vandy, Tyron Lawrence, a gigantic step up from anything that we have on the roster outside of Sky Clark at the guard position. Like, all of these guys that we're mentioning, I think that are, they're a huge, huge uptick. And again, like, I, I say that not knowing anything about what Karan Davis can do. I mean, I'm, I'm admitting that. I have known nothing about what Karan Davis can give us. But even just watching him in practice, the coaching staff probably has no idea what to do. I mean, how can you until you see him actually in the game? Many times have you known guys growing up that were that looked good in practice and game time hits, and 
they're, they're the completely different person. Yeah, I mean, the, the, and that's the thing about the transfer portal is you know exactly. the guys that we're mentioning can play. So if you want to get a little overhyped over a Trey White, that you have more reason to because you've seen, like we said, we've seen them put up points in, in Division One basketball games against you know Long yeah. Beach State or somebody like that. Sky Moore, obviously, or Sky Clark, excuse me, I did it once already there. Sky Clark, lesser than example, but you know. Let's uh, we got to put a pin on this because we're going to break. It's over the top of the hour, so I, I want to come back to this. There are a couple other names that I want to get to, and we can talk more about philosophy and take some text from you guys as well on this at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Hour number two on the way next here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Classic 98 Degrees. This is their, actually their first song. Is it really? This was their, yeah. It's great to hang out with that. People would play this song all the time. The video was great. <laughs> By the way, am I the only one that always finds it weird that there's like always in these groups? It's always like four guys singing to one girl. Well, no, because they're singing to the audience. But I mean, there's like four I mean, They're all like talking to one girl, right? You're not like four dudes just hitting on the You're same. You're overthinking thing. boy bands right now. <laughs> Isn't that a little creepy, or is it just me? I'm a donut. I'd forgotten about this one. <laughs> That's <laughs> full of shades. In Go this video, uh, is it Nicholas? Nicholas is the older one, right? Uh, Nick is the younger one, but he's the more famous one. Okay, more, okay he's the one, okay. In this video, like they're doing all the. Like, they're doing like a story of a girl, uh, one girl. Uh, being talked to, and then the rest of them, like the band members, are just it's just their heads singing. Except for Lachey, is in this like bright red shirt in front of a like apartment complex, like just dancing to the camera. I don't know how else to explain it. Like he's doing these hand motions that are just like, <laughs> I mean, and all the everyone, no one else gets this privilege. Everyone else just gets their face on screen on occasion. Well, Nick was very much like, the, if, if you were going to know one is, guy from 98 Degrees, they were making sure that you knew Yeah, Nick. and this being their first video and first song, yeah. it was, I did learn. After, Don't bother me. Don't mind me. I'm just one of the blurred out guys in the background. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much what the, his brother and the other two are. It was hilarious. <laughs> if you go back and look at like, the marketing from those boy bands back in the day, like, you know, the pictures of them all, like, they would have one guy strategically placed, like, you know, all of them doing, like, the, the tough guy pose. Like, Lachey, front and center with the arms crossed, basically blocking out his brother's face. The like, tough, the they tough, knew what they were doing. The tough guy always had a goatee in shades. Oh, yeah. Like, you can look up every 90s, late 90s boy band. And and it's not early 90s, because the early boy band stuff was a little different uh, uh, stuff. But, 
like the late 90s ones. Yeah, you had the, the tough guy always, got, he always looks like, uh, who's the guy that plays like, not Borat, the uh, Ali dude? It does like where they. That's always picture. No, oh, Ali G. Yeah, I was yeah. thought the tough guy in boy bands look like Ali G. Did you ever watch the the MTV show about the fake like boy band together two with like number two together? <laughs> no. They made this song. Yeah, uh, the the song that they made was uh, "You Plus Me Equals Us Calculus." <laughs> I know my calculus. It says you plus me equals us. It was very catchy. I enjoyed it, but the show was great because they had like they had like the cute one, the tough one. The oddly old one. And the old one was like Chris Farley's brother, who was hilarious. I didn't even realize Chris Farley's brother. It was like yeah. Bill Murray's brother all over again. Yeah, exactly. No. He was he was in a couple of commercials, too. He was more of a commercial actor than anything else. But they had like the heartthrob, the shy one, the cute one, the tough guy, and then like the older brother who was always. And there always was. Like the 98 Degrees had a guy who was like, it looked like he was 50 the entire time. Well, I actually like, I don't know why I like went down I a rabbit hole calculus. of 98 Degrees history after I tried found a put this video on the playlist. I for do today. the same thing sometimes. And I learned that they, unlike all most boy bands of the day, they actually came together on their own where most bands like, you know, your, um, what's, what's the, their industry tools. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all put yeah. together. Yeah. Well, e- even in the early day, I mean, new edition was kind of similar, same way, even though they had grown up. Friends. Almost always is the case. New kids on the block was like that. Yeah. Even your girl bands too, like Spice Girls stuff. They actually, even though they were all from Ohio, they all met in LA and, and, got together as a group and just became kind of a boy band. But I saw a clip when I was going through it. And I know you have the same problem, like falling into like a, a reels wormhole where you just, oh, like, oh, you, oh. you just, you can't stop. And like all of a sudden it's 45 minutes later. You're like, what have I been doing? For the last <laughs> yeah. But there was one of, I guess there was an NSYNC reunion like last year on the Ellen show. And like, she's, t- she's talking about, it and she's like, you know, do you guys like the, the generic question? You guys been keeping in touch? Do you have like a text group? And one of the, uh, the our journalism there, around Ellen. Well, it's, it's Ellen. <laughs> no. Yeah, wait, 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 wait to bring the bring the torpedoes out. But they're like, she's like, she's like, have you guys kept in touch? Do you have like a text group together? And uh, the the one with one of the old guys, Chris Kirkpatrick, right? Like, aren't they, they all old now? I mean, well, they are, but like you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, the, he and Joey Fatone were kind of like the. How much older are you than the rest of the guys anyway? Yeah. But Chris Kirkpatrick, as she asked, asked the question, is he's like shaking his head. He's like, nope, we haven't kept in touch. And then like Lance Bass is like, yeah, we actually have a really funny text group with like <laughs> it's hilarious. And they're all like, it's just like they're obviously like so lying. And he's like, he like rolls his eyes, like looks around and is like, what? He's like, so either he's not on the text group or he's the only one who's being honest about the fact that, of course, they haven't kept in touch. They're not friends. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be friends? It's just a funny clip. He's like, no, we don't text. And Lance Bass is like, yeah, we actually have a hilarious text group. <laughs> like, no, you don't. Stop. Who was the big one in, in that? Well, that was Justin, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I, I was Come on. I, I get the groups mixed up because you got to remember that this is more your wheelhouse than me. The only reason I even knew this was because of a girl I was hanging out with. But. I mean, more my wheelhouse than you. You grew, you, you lived in the, you experienced the 90s too. You were alive. No, but by the time the, this, this, this wave of boys bands came out, I was in high school and I wasn't listening to them. Still, like, I mean, I wasn't listening to it, but I was very aware of it, their existence. A little bit, I guess. I was 18, 19 years old when this was out. I wasn't even out of high school. Actually. Still. <laughs> Do you listen to boy bands now? No, I didn't listen to them then, but like, I, you couldn't <laughs> avoid them. They were everywhere. I mean, I couldn't tell you, like, I didn't even know, like, in like, one direction. That's the new one, right? Well, it was. They expanded for a long time. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's, I, didn't, I didn't even know in here about them until they. Trevor, just nobody's shocked. Like nobody, you don't know anything that uh, that's going on in the world. Nobody, nobody's, nobody's surprised by this. <laughs> I mean, I, I did love my boy bands back in the like. The Beatles were a boy band. 
Well, you weren't alive for that. No. Well, you you I'm surprised you I'm I'm glad you didn't make that joke, by the way, to say, Well, yeah, but you were in high school then too. Well, you're not that much <laughs> older than I am. <laughs> I'd be telling on myself. Yeah, when you make up, talking about fake boy bands, I mean, is there anyone better than the South Park one, though? Uh, Yeah, I can't say that. (laughs) I know, I know, I can't say that. That (laughs) That's a good one. I did like American Dad did the one that I was just singing to, B12, Boys 12. Oh, did they? Which was actually pretty catchy. There's a, I don't know if you, I love throwing late 90s obscure movies at you, but it's called Get Over It. It's with, um, sounds familiar. It's got Cisco in it. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, Mila Kunis. Sold. Uh, Stop old, right there. I, I kid you not. It's, it's the, got uh, Cisco in it. It's the only movie you'll ever find with Cisco in it. Is Cisco the headliner? <laughs> the way you said it made it seem like Cisco starred in a movie. <laughs> I can't remember the main guy. If you saw him, you would know him, and I'm horrible with names, so I'm not even going to try it. Um, but he's he's in love with, like, uh, his girlfriend dumps him uh, for this guy who just moved to the school from Britain, who was in like a boy band called Love Stud, and like that was in the whole premise is he's trying to get her back while not realizing he's maybe falling in love with his friend's little Colin Hanks is bro- uh, Colin Hanks is in it. I'm looking at the movie picture, and I can already tell this movie sucks. Oh no, it's funny. No, Just, it's like, no, it's making the list. The movie the, the tagline is. Oh, it's no, are it's, you ready for this? Yeah. The, yeah. the movie tagline is split happens. <laughs> who's who's the main guy? Uh. I see Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten in between, Dunst, Cisco. In between Cisco and Ben Foster. That's it, Ben Foster. You click on, you'll know him from other stuff. I don't. He was an alpha dog. I know that. Okay, maybe that. He's been he's been around. He's he's not a bad. He's a good. She actor. always comes back around to alpha dog. At some it does point. somehow. That's, that's the one time I sent you random and like, give me a movie to watch. You're I like, love alpha. You're like dog. alpha dog. I was I like, okay, I do too. No, the movie is funny. It's it's got Martin Short in it. It's got Mila Kunis, a There's very young. No way this movie is. Oh, it's genuinely funny. funny. It is funny. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Colin Hanks' dog tries to hump everything. Colin Hanks falls in love with a woman who is like 28, but she's still in high school because she was in a coma for like 10 years. <laughs> I'm going to stop you here. Colin Hanks is not in this movie, Trevor. Well, what's the Hanks? It's a little Hanks, brother. One of the kids. It's one of the Hanks. <laughs> Carmen oh. Electra and Martin Short. It's got Carmen Electra? Yeah. The film grossed $19.9 million against a budget of $22 million and received mixed reviews. Well, I'm okay, not, Colin I, Hanks is. I do see his name. Okay, okay thank. I told he's you he's down there. there. Yeah, he's not a star though. You're acting like Colin Hanks is. In no, no, his, he's Kirsten Dunst's sister. It's a kid. I mean, look at the. Uh, it's got. It's got. It's Zoa Sundana girls in it. <laughs> Just so, keep going. I mean, me look at. Uh, it's got Swoozy Kurtz in Vitamin it. Vitamin C and Coolio are in this movie as themselves. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, <laughs> this movie sucks. Ed Begley Jr. Who's the guy that get dumped, get pumped, get even, <laughs> get over it? Shane West is the guy that plays the guy, the the the, the evil dude that steals his girl. His name is Striker. <laughs> of, course, of course, it is because he's in a boy band, and they do it. They do. They're they're all based around. They're doing a Midsummer Night's Dream remake that Martin Short has written. Cisco's only forty four. Cisco's bare, he has like three lines in the whole movie. He was like twenty when he did the thong song. He's so much more accomplished than you or I. <laughs> I was. I got in trouble when we were at the mall one time when that song had just come out. I like Drew Hill back in the day. Drew was good. And there was one of those kiosks, and there was this girl working at the kiosk across from me, and she was bending over to get something, and her thong was out. I just, out of instinct, just started yelling, that thong, that thong, thong, thong. Just That's an error in judgment. <laughs> it was, I'm going to tell you right now. I was like 20 or so. She gave me the, the dirtiest look you would ever think she could give me. <laughs> 
But it's still funny to look back. You're, this is getting on. This is making the list. This might be your. I'm next. never gonna watch this movie. Oh, he said that about Shallow Hal. I lost a bet. You're gonna. You might lose another one. If you make me, if I lose a bet and you make me watch Get Over It, I'm. I might quit the show. <laughs> I'm not watching this movie ever. There's no way. It's funnier than Shallow Hal. It's gonna have to be if like it's gonna have to be like a one versus a sixteen esque <laughs> bet, and you're gonna need like a Purdue Fairly Dickinson match for for this to happen. <laughs> I'm never watching this movie. I'm telling you. Textline needs to back me up on this. This movie is an underrated 90s. It's an adaptation of a Midsummer Night's Dream. No, what it is is he, his girlfriend joins the the uh, the drama club because the the striker guy's in it, the Ben Foster dude does, and he's because he's trying to get back with his girlfriend Allison, and that's why. And Martin Short's the director, really goofy, over the top, and he uh, he's doing the they're doing a version of Midsummer Night's Dream, and he's in the show. It's loose. So it's loosely. This is, this is the time. It's loose. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, like when, based on the story of a Midsummer Night's Dream. This is like when they were doing all those teeny Othello, bop movies. Ten Things I Hate About You. Exactly. And, yeah. Oh, which I did not like. It was no. Oh, oh was not very good. Odin, I agree. Odin's a hawk. He can fly. I'm like, come on, come on. I mean, even the, the Ten Things I Hate About You was okay. I mean, it had. His I, I Ten Things I Hate About You. I liked. It, I didn't Fine. mind it. It is. It was okay. Texas, will you guys please talk about the Titan schedule reveal video? I would love to. I'm assuming you've seen this. No. Are you the only person in the world that's not seen it? I watched My it. wife has seen the video. <laughs> really? I've seen Get Over It. Number 15 on your list. Everyone does these, you know, they, they do these creative schedule reveal videos now. Like, it's gone. Colleges do it. I'd... Pro teams do it. So, last night was the NFL schedule review. And there's no good way to, like, I, I, there's no radio way to, to talk about this that's going to make it as funny as it is. But basically... The Titans went like on Broadway in Nashville and asked people to identify the NFL logos that they saw. And so, of course, like they're horribly wrong. And they would just that, that's how they end up revealing their schedule. Like, like this, this girl's like, like, I know it. It's the Atlanta Cowboys. And it's like the actual Colts, Colts logo. Rams. Yeah. So they're, they're like, like July, you know, whatever it is, September 12th. And then it's the logo and they have the fake name in there. It's very funny. It's it's very well. Okay. First uh, one says Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen. That's what the, the, the charge. Do you, you want to, do you want to play it? Is it, is it, is it clean? I, as I said, I don't think it will work on the radio, but you can try. I mean, yeah, whatever. This is, I like the music. St. Louis Rams. That's at least okay. And then every time they play the theme, the NFL oh. film song, they, they show the logo. And the actual... Okay, first of all, why are you asking a guy in a Grateful Dead shirt? Because oh, well, it's going to be funny if they don't know it. Okay, Just the football logo. Yeah, it's okay. not going to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's that's, it's very well done. Yeah, I guess that's okay. I mean, if anything, it just shows that your fan base doesn't even care about football. But it's just, it's, ran, it's not <laughs> that they're fans. It's just like random people on Broadway. It's so, okay. At the end, they do, they do reveal the Tennessee Titans logo, and they all know, and that's how they end up. Yeah. It's 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 a. I'd be funny if they did know it. It's a very well done video. Uh, Texas says a. Oh my god, a dead body was found in a freezer in an Arby's, but it was in Louisiana. TK, be sure to ask about the freezers when you go back tomorrow. Uh, you've got Arby's right now, I believe. I mean, they're, they they don't undersell it when they tell you they have the meats. <laughs> I should make an onion headline, right? <laughs> This is like the so since we've since Arby's has become an integral th- part of the show, which is sh- just bad anyway. Yeah, there's been like seven terrible Arby stories that people have shared that I would have <laughs> never seen if if this hadn't uh, if we. Why hadn't are they hating so on Arby's? Arby's? They just, just want to hate on it. I don't think they're. Ha- I mean, this is 
This is like when people are like, why are you hating on Kenny Payne? like, well, he went 4-20. and 20. Why are you hating on Arby's? They found a dead body in a freezer at an Arby's. It's probably one of those Arby's, connect, like those 24 Arby's that are connected to like Lowe's or Flying J's or something. New Iberia, ne- which is about 21 miles southeast of Lafayette in Louisiana. Ne- well, I mean, ne- never go to a 24-hour Arby's that's connected to a gas station, by the if way. If I got killed and found in a Arby's, what a terrible way to go out. No, there's going to be worse fast food places to be stuck at. I mean, I'd be rather be at Arby's than like a Jack in the Box or something. What about Checkers? That would suck. Are Checkers and Rallies the same thing? Yeah, but Checkers is like the like Carl Jr. It's like I don't want to be at Carl Jr. I want to be at Hardee's. I think you'd be personally offended if you went to a, a fast food place that you didn't like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What's the last place you? you'd like your dead body to be found? What's your least favorite fast food spot? I don't know. Uh, Panera Bread. <laughs> <laughs> if you got found at a Panera Bread, I mean, what am I? <laughs> they found Trevor lifeless inside of a Whole Foods. Like everyone's like, what? I got banned from Panera Bread and I'm St. Mall St. Matthews. Four? <laughs> Two things, actually. One, they, they finally realized that I, so when I worked at the mall, like, I drank a lot of soda. It's shocking. And it can be expensive. So, like, Panera Bread had, like, the refill, free refills. So, I'd, I'd, what I'd do is I'd just buy a large cup and I'd just keep that cup for, like, weeks. I'd just walk down there and get refills. And then one day they realized, like, they're opening the gate, and I'm walking in, getting a refill. As the gate's like just opening up. The manager's like, "Wait a minute, you haven't even made a sale yet. How the hell are you getting a refill to something?" And they got mad at me. Then the, the what broke the camel's back was I clogged up their toilet. <laughs> and somebody was in our Carver Hills bathroom, and I was like, "I gotta go, I gotta go." And I ran down that hallway to Panera Bread and clogged up their toilet, and they got mad. Told me I wasn't allowed to come in. He was the last straw. Texas Trevor's dead body is found in the back freezer of a green district salads. Solve the murder. <laughs> I probably died eating a salad from that raw chicken. Uh, the, the, the texter who won the tickets today says uh, to, to the Lucidity match tomorrow says, Thanks. We have pl- two black lab mixes. I probably won't be able to handle both of the game. I don't want to leave one alone. So they're not going to bring the dogs to pups to the pitch, but that's okay. They have I a, like that. They have two black labs. Those are awesome dogs. I first dog that. I ever had growing up was a black lab. Count Basie. Mine was a Cocker Spaniel. Texas says, Payne won't get a true point guard from the portal as it seems Sky is penciled in that slot. He is, but we could use another one. I mean, yeah. Didn't stop Arkansas from getting like six guards in the, in the transfer portal that are all <laughs> high-caliber players. They're, yeah, they're still going after guys. How many scholarships are they giving Moss down there? He's hands away. He loses track sometimes. He's got other things on his mind. <laughs> He's just going after guys like, you don't have, you've got 15 scholarship players, Moss. Like, well... Yeah, at some point he's gonna we'll really, find a spot. He's gonna get in like a couple weeks. He's gonna look at his roster and be like, "Ooh, we need to make some cuts." <laughs> he's gonna be like you when you get into like a, a drug fueled Amazon binge and you start getting packages. <laughs> These kids are gonna start showing up on campus. He's like, "I don't even remember offering this kid. I got. I have no recollection of signing him. I was just celebrating my Sweet Sixteen trip." No, I remember the yearbooks. I can't wait for those to come in. <laughs> I do like that idea though. Like when when Musman's like, "Okay, it's first day of summer. Uh, so first summer session." Let's see who's going to show up. I don't even remember who I signed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty much. <laughs> it's going to be a nice surprise. Ella, what the hell are you doing here, Ellis? You play Louisville. <laughs> I didn't even Coach, I committed to you. I didn't know you had any more eligibility. I still, we I talked like, about this. I feel like he's like the governor. He's like uh, Mel Brooks, the governor. And he's like, did we sign an L. Ellis to the system? <laughs> they just keep showing up like Keon Menefield strolls. And he's like, another guard? <laughs> What's the- you in my class? I am today. <laughs> uh, a lot of repeats here. Uh, I guess we'll figure this out on the fly. 
I was just very into my Kansas victory. <laughs> yes. Celebrated for a solid month yes. and a half. He still seemed know they lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got. Uh... Can't wait for that Sweet Sixteen game. <laughs> Wants to tell coach we lost the game. He's like, what do we do after that? You guys got destroyed. No, bad for his assistants. They're probably like, I'm not telling you, tell him. Like, and they're doing like rock, paper, scissors to see us to tell him. He's like, when did I take my shirt off? These shirts you think Muslim and loses a lot. Texas, didn't Trevor admit to a threesome yesterday? What's his deal with boy bands? (laughs) Wait a minute. What's those talented two have anything in common? I don't know. I mean, I just said it's creepy that all boy bands are like five guys singing to one girl. Texas, I just thought, well, I mean, I mean, that's group sex. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> Texas is great. Every now, every time I hear we have the meats, I'm going to be thinking, yeah, the human meats. Well, that's <laughs> that's what Trevor did. <laughs> today's discussion on the Texas says today's discussion on the Rutherford show. Which fast food restaurant would you want to be murdered in? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not the discussion. No. Which bear, we, we want to, which, Where would your body be stored? Yeah, what freezer do we not want to be in? I don't want to be found in one of these places. What's Arby's the, would be t- near the top of that list. I say I disagree. Arby's is kind of a fancy fast food, though, right? Is that a thing? Like, if you're going to, like... <laughs> I always pictured Arby's, like, at the top of that fast food list, right, right you know, above all the, the, the schmucks that are McDonald's and Taco Bell's. And right below, like, you're kind of... I think they're very much in that Kind of your Applebee's area. They're, like, right below that layer. I think, I think, I think you view Arby's in too much of a glistening light. <laughs> I've never heard Arby's discussed as being... Fancy fast food. <laughs> it's not fast Taco food. Taco Bell. <laughs> Ugh. Let me show you guys something. <laughs> Drives mean, five minutes down the road to an Arby's. I mean, it's like, like, like Long John Silver's isn't like, yeah, that's like, ugh, I if mean. If you found me at a Long John Silver's, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> I, I'd haunt the hell out of everybody. <laughs> I, wish, I wish Long John Silver's did more of the, the nautical themes. How are we here? How, how did this happen? <laughs> I, I fully plan to start this hour going back to the transfer portal discussion. We've been talking about There's got to be some, uh, there's got to be a, word, a cheesier restaurant that we're forgetting. I mean, Jack in the Box is pretty, pretty pretty bad but i mean we have you know maybe not because we don't have that as much yeah we don't i've never eaten a jack-in-the-box i mean it's yeah Ooh, subway subway no i mean kfc would be pretty bad (laughs) no my like i'd get like the k like the kfc taco bell combo place (laughs) (laughs) where's his leg kfc where's his growing taco bell (laughs) burger king (laughs) no i like like Hardee's is worse than Burger King to me. I think they're on. I think they exist on similar planes. I think KFC is where I'd least want my body to be found. No. Oh no. Like I'd re- I'd rather be in KFC than like a Raising Cane's. I wouldn't. I mean, I don't even know how they would even hide me at Raising okay, Cane's. We can they, move on. they have one item in their entire menu. Where do you put Wendy's? <laughs> Wendy, <laughs> Wendy's is below Arby's, ahead of McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> I could probably lie. I like I left in a Bojangles. Texture says Panera, good and clean, norovirus. Norovirus. Nor? Noro. Texture says the, the Titans copied this idea from our very own racing Louisville with one of our Swedish players trying to guess each logo. I'm going to have to watch that during the break. I didn't know that. Okay. Texture says get over it. Has a, this is the profile. Just sent a bunch of pictures. A 45% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that means it's good. 43% on the tomato meter. Rotten, well, no one takes Rotten Tomatoes seriously. 
what is it? It's like a 5.7 on IMDb. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes gives like some, some Rotten I'm, Tomatoes I'm, gives movies that are like hundreds. I don't of, even, like I don't care 30s. what people score. I'm not watching Get yeah. Over It. I've done, I, after, I've paid my dues after no. watching Shallow How. This is better. Well, I don't know if it's better. It's, it's, I want to watch it now when I get home. <laughs> Texas says new 2024 Derby favorite. Arby's is fancy fast food. <laughs> Texas, we have not letters. had fancy fast food since Boston Market left town. Oh, was Boston Market even fast food though? If you don't have a drive through, no. I don't think it's fast food. Boston, I don't know. See, Boston Market though, Boston Market's like McAllister's. Yeah, that that's a good spot. Yeah, it's in that's a limbo area between like it's not quite up to TGI Fridays and and your Applebee's and your Chili's, but it's yeah with no drive through. I agree. I miss Boston Market. I love that. And then meatloaf meal was good there. Texas, I feel like Wendy's would be the least desirable freezer to end up in, I guess, because I think they would just cut me up and put me in the chili. I had the same thought. I didn't say it. <laughs> We're both on the same page. Texas says, worst fast food got to be found in has got to be White Castle. I think you'd people would almost expect it, though. See, I like what, I, to me, it'd be Crystal over White Castle. I don't want to be in I'd rather be in a White Castle than a Crystal. Yeah. I don't want to be mixed with mustard. That's nasty. I like White Castle, too, though. Not as much as Scoots, but I like it. Texas, if I'm going to be found frozen, it might as well be in Hooters. <laughs> On that note, we will end this discussion. <laughs> I'm closing the door. The book is shut. We're taking a break. We're coming back. I swear, we're going to talk about sports. We've got to talk no, about sports. Not. Jeff Brom had a good feature on The Athletic. Okay, I, I want to discuss that. The insane excitement for football continues. We've seen the field now. People are just frothing at the mouth to get a, uh, a taste of this upcoming football season. So we're going to give them uh, some tidbits from this Jeff Brom story coming up after the break. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 961, The Big Welcome back in. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. TK, did you see like all the stuff about, I don't know if it, I can't remember if it was last night or two nights ago, but there were all these like ominous reports about Jamie Foxx. He was like the number one trending topic. And it's so weird you bring this up. Yeah. like I was going to ask you about that because it's been trending. Us there are all these like these, the Daily Loud is like a, a hip hop Twitter account. There's like rap TV and like they all were quoting these anonymous sources saying, Family and friends are, are sent, expecting the worst now yeah. with Jamie Foxx and saying that, like, you know, they're asking for all the prayers, but it's it's looking bad. And his daughter came out today and, and posted an update and just said, hey, it's sad to see how the media is running wild. My dad's actually been out of the hospital for weeks now recuperating, uh, in fact, and he was playing pickleball yesterday. Thanks for everyone's prayers and support. Like, I just... I know we've talked about this locally when it comes to the basketball recruiting stuff. It's getting to the point now where you just, like, unless it's from the person themselves, you just can't... 
believe anything. And I know that we. Well, I mean, I don't even know where. Like, I couldn't even see like real, like legitimate news links to win this stuff. That's all the, people reporting. But like, these accounts have like millions of followers, and I'm not. It's not know, hyperbole. It's... Like millions of people follow this, and it's so. I mean, you have to understand when you're putting that out to an audience of millions, and you're putting it out there as if it's some sort of like newsworthy report. The damage that it can possibly do, the ripple effect of all that, and these people have just been so reckless with this for the last. It's one thing if we're talking about like Mackenzie and Baco news, but when you're talking about like Jamie Fox reportedly being on the brink of death, yeah, it's something totally different. It's terrible. That, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't have my finger on the pulse of the pop culture on a regular basis, but like I did notice this like just I think it was earlier this week when I first like saw something about him trending. He's been trending off and on for other reasons, you know, of some in some way or another all week, and like I like I was. How far behind am I? Has he been? Is he? Is this illness like or whatever he has? Because I couldn't even find like what was wrong with him. They have like all I kept saying was he's in the hospital. He's he's in pray for him. Like you said, he's on his deathbed. And today it was like he's he's been released. Everyone pray for Jamie. I'm like they haven't said officially, but like people who were because it happened while he was filming a movie, and apparently people are saying they think it was a stroke um, that happened as he was filming. He's 55. Okay. Um. But that's like you know the family hasn't come out and said anything definitively. But like people also like these accounts are using this this photo of him lying in a hospital bed. And I've seen he's that. looking all bruised. It's from a movie. It's from like yeah. a movie from like ten years ago where, where he like got into a, a motorcycle accident or something. I but, saw people called them out for that. Yeah, it's just I mean it, you know it just it, I, I hate being this cynical, but like I just when I see anything nowadays, I just don't believe it unless it's coming from the actual person's account because I'm I'm just like okay like interesting but feels like 75% of the stuff that's out there when you actually like do a Google search or like you look into it just can be very quickly shot down. It's just not, not true. Especially like the trending stuff on social media. Um, I, I hope, I hope he's okay. Jamie Foxx is one of those guys like, just, if you would have told me in the nineties, like how good Jamie Foxx would be as an actor in the two thousands. Great. Like, yeah. I would have been like, you're insane. I mean, I, I'd been on the like, like Christopher Lloyd when he's being told the president is, he's Ronald Reagan you know, by, by Marty. It's like, what? A, sure. The guy who the the DJ for In Living Color is going to be one of the best. And don't get me wrong, once he moved from DJ to like cast in In Living Color, he was hilarious doing the Wanda and stuff like that. But like, because I never I never liked In Given Sunday. I, I'm one, I don't know if I'm in a minority. Like I just I thought it sucked. I said when it came out, but I was young and I watched it when I, I got a little bit yeah. older. Yeah, I, like, eh, no, I was saw it in theaters and I was just like I almost I didn't leave during it because I don't do that very often. But I was like, this isn't very good. I, I don't I just never liked it and. uh my name is Willie. <laughs> Willie Beeman. I keep the lady and, and, steaming. And maybe I'm wrong. I haven't. I've actually never seen Ray. But I mean, but he, I've never seen Ray either. But I mean, like I said, I mean, he's in, I, I mean, Django. He's awesome. I mean, and he's been in, in other stuff. So I mean, I just yeah, I just it's, it's crazy how good of an actor Jimmy Fox became for sure. And I hope he does well. It sounds like he's doing doing better, which is very good news. He was in Booty Call. Also, now, uh, speaking of celebrity news, I just got my, my people. It's 4.30. It always comes out the 4.30 people email of the day. They, oh. they now have their own section dedicated to the Royals because they can't just, like, there's too much. You can't just have it in with the normal stuff. Uh, sword bearer from uh, King Charles Coronation, Penny Mordaunt, says she took painkillers before the big job, Trev. Oh, no. She took painkillers. She got she to cut a ear. She carried the sword. She did well. I mean, Queen Camilla's coronation, uh, coronation dress designer shares new photos of gown and reveals how to see it in person. I mean, we got somebody wielding a sword on paint. That's not good. You're not supposed to drive a car on those things. I don't wield a sword. King Charles Coronation guest says Kate Middleton is such a pro at welcoming everyone. 
What does that mean? Great welcomer. <laughs> Her glory knows no bounds, TK. I mean, you can't tell me you don't say that sentence and two seconds later realize what you just said out loud. We hold these people to such low standards. I mean, it's, it is Prince Charles, though. It's like the dude. I mean, he's probably... <laughs> I also have a new one of those... Um, or king, he's King Charles now, right? He's king. The king. I also have one of those U.S. Customs and Border Protection emails where they apparently seized three shipments containing 3,165 counterfeit items worth $3.1 million in Louisville in just one night. Well, there goes me getting my yearbook, I guess. Yeah, that, that fake Rolex watch that you ordered is not coming. <laughs> but I wanted to... I was planning on wearing my new Bufu sweatshirt on Monday. No Louis Vuitton, no Versace, no Tory Burch. What kind of items did it say? Was it the clothing or electronics? Looks like purses, um, watches. Um, it's always, always clothing, usually, right? Yeah. I don't know. I've bought, I think I've won, you know, I've, I've owned some, like, some generic off. Thank you. I've known, I've known. Yeah, I've, people who don't know what's going on, they're doing the, the telephone next yeah. door, and they clap occasionally, and Trevor <laughs> always just says, thinks it's for something that he said. I assume that's what it was. Uh, I, I did, I think I did own like an off-brand television one time, like instead of like a Samsung, it was like a Bang song or something. Oh, I bought the, when we went to Washington, <laughs> D.C. in grade school, we all bought like the Folkleys, the fake Oakley glasses. That, that, I never had that. <laughs> those sellers just, they thrived off eighth grade kids who were taking <laughs> class trips there. So I bought this TV at Walmart. I remember my TV blew out. My my seventy five RCA. I think I've told about it before. Finally blew out in the late nineties. So I go to R, I go to Walmart at like three in the morning to get a TV. And this is like this is circa ninety six ninety seven maybe. This is our you know your tube TV days. You're getting like a twenty inch tube TV for like three four hundred dollars. And I was driving. I, try, I was driving this little car. I can't remember what it was. Like a little Grand Prix. I think it was what I had the time. And I go to Walmart, I pick up this TV, this big old TV, and I get to the car, and I can't, it won't fit in my car. Like, the box is too big. And so I've got to, like, take the TV out of the box. I just left the box in the parking lot. Like, I'm just cramming the TV between, my like, my passenger seat and my front seat to get it home. This big, giant, it was, like, a 25-inch, but it had, like, this giant cone in the back of it for some reason. And uh, but it was an off name brand TV. It was like a Bam song or something. <laughs> I can't. I Phony. I'd be damned if that TV did not last like ten years. It lasted forever. Of course it did. Uh, it was. It was a good TV. Let's look at this Jeff Brom story in the Athletic. Um, okay. Justin Williams is the writer. Now we used to have dedicated Louisville writers on the Athletic. They cut some people, and now we don't. Um, <clears throat> I feel like Brian Bennett handles most of the Louisville stuff on the basketball side. Now that we're good again, they'll come back. Oh, here's hoping. Uh, Justin Williams handles the football. He also he's based out of Cincinnati. He sent me a message yesterday and was like, "I don't know much about the Louisville audience. If you could just like retweet this, that would be nice." I'm like, "Sure, don't worry about it." And then Patrick hits me up this morning and is like, "Can I have your athletic login so I can read this Jeff Brom story?" <laughs> he's like, "Or do you not like giving your passwords out to 18 year olds?" I was like, "Typical by policy is not to give out my password to anybody, let alone teenagers." But I've sold my passwords to some. Oh, well, not to athletic, but. You sold password. <laughs> hey, little Johnny's just 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 curious. The <laughs> the story is really good. It, it kind of the they're doing a profile of all the programs in college football that they believe it will be the most intriguing for the upcoming season, okay. and Louisville makes that cut. And I mean, the story there's not a whole lot in there that you probably wouldn't know, but hearing actual quotes from Jeff and from Josh Hurd and and all this stuff is is interesting. It's focused on the homecoming the Brahms being the first family of football here in Louisville and 
all the excitement that it's generated here locally. Uh, I like Josh Hurd's quote. He was talking about, you know, he said, my job is the most rewarding when my vision and the fans' vision is the most in line. And hiring Jeff was a no-brainer. We knew how much people were going to love it. But he says this, uh, the introductory press conference was a woe moment. I expected there might be a few hundred fans to show up, but you couldn't fit anyone else into that room. That was when it really hit me that this was a pretty big deal. And I think that a lot of people were, it, it was, I remember being at Scott Satterfield's introductory press conference, and there were a lot of people there for that, but it wasn't like a standing room only, people draped on the stairs, people hanging out. Like it was very much a normal new coach press conference. Whereas with Jeff, it felt like a, it was like a Louisville party. It had like a, a derby event feel to it. Like everybody was, was going to show up for it. Media, not media. We had Roush blocking the damn camera in the middle of the stands. Like just, everybody was there. Yeah, the, the Ryan family up front, front row. I Shaking mean, hands, kissing babies. Yeah. I mean, Patrick basically, speak, I think he speaks at one point. He introduces them as, uh, yes, as Jeff's one of Jeff's closest and dearest friends. Trey just went up there and started doing push-ups. That's, uh, it's what they do. They just took over the entire press conference. But it was, it was very much, there was a very, like, Picture Trey doing pull-ups in the back. As Jeff talks, he's just doing like one-handed push-ups, just clapping. I don't know why I just pictured that. Like, what? what is this kid doing? Wait, just randomly. like. Don't worry about don't it. Don't even acknowledge it. Just let him keep going. Like, yeah. Just act like you don't even see him. I That's, think that happened at one point. It'd be hilarious. They took over a little bit. Uh, but Jeff, they, they did bring up the, the fact that this almost happened when Scott Satterfield was hired. And you know, why didn't it? And Brom explained himself for... The, the millionth time yeah, where he we, says, you know, it, it would have been fine for me and my family to make the move, but it wasn't the right thing uh, for me to do to the people who gave me a job and who trusted me. The job wasn't finished. I would not have been able to look in the mirror and say that I did the right thing. And then he kind of says sort of what we said on this show. The timing was perfect the second go around. You know, Satterfield leaves on his own accord for a different job. Mm-hmm. That recruiting class had cycled through Purdue. He'd taken Purdue to the Big Ten Championship. He'd had he'd taken them to back-to-back eight-win seasons for the first time since Drew Brees was there. And it, it just, it worked. Um, Josh Hurd opened that press conference by saying, I've been in the AD role now for 366, 366 days, easy for me to say, and Jeff has made my life hard for 365 of them. And he said this on the record. He goes, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> that <laughs> was days, a funny line, too. Man. The days that this job uh, is fun it, it are when your vision aligns with the vision of the fans, and that's what's happened now that we've hired Jeff, which I'm sure is true for Josh. I think he thought the same thing with Kenny Payne when he was being hired, although it wasn't quite as much of a, I think, slam dunk in the fan base's eyes. And now, certainly, he's... I mean, have you heard any minority group against against the Jeff hire? No, I, I mean, I think there's a group that is... It's like it's like 99.9% positive, right? I think there's a group that's... There was a group of fans who felt a little bit spurned when he said no the first time. And, you know, they were like, he just used us to get a raise, which I don't think it was true at all. I don't either. Um, I mean, I think there are some fans that are like... The results at Purdue. I mean, remember that there was a common line last year when people were clamoring for Jeff, even as Scott Satterfield was still the active head coach, was, you know, their records are pretty much the same. Look at what he's done. And we, we would kind of say, yeah, but you can't really. Like, Satterfield still walked into a better situation here yeah, it's not, it's, than he did yeah, at Purdue. Apples and oranges. Yeah. Big Ten, yeah, you know, the Big Ten versus the ACC, all that stuff. Um, and look at his record against top 10 opponents. Look at the big wins that he's produced, all, all those things. I think there were some some people that are hesitant. I think even most of those people now are very excited about the like what he's done in the off season and what we could do this fall. Now, having said that, 
there was a lot of excitement when Kenny Payne got here on the basketball side of things, and the, you know the homecoming was great, and the introductory press conference, and all that stuff. And then when you go out there and you start losing games, it changes very quickly. If Jeff goes out there and starts losing games this fall, then you'll have a lot of people who are kind of like, eh, I'm on the fence a little bit, who are very much like, why are we doing this? He's the same as Satterfield. Like That will happen. Again, it always comes back to one thing. If you win, everything's going to be hunky-dory. That's that's all anybody wants at the end of the day. Win, just, win games. I just think with campaign, and maybe it's with the lack of resume or whatever the reason may be, but... I mean, it obviously wasn't 100% gung-ho from the fan base, and it still hasn't been, obviously. But with Jeff, I just I feel like I don't see – like I, I know what you're talking about, but like during the during the season, you'd have some people being kind of doing that, that you know, Mike Epps uh-huh. Friday hater thing, where like, you know, I hope you don't get them if you don't get them type thing, where they're like, oh, well, if you really want them, and doing the resume thing. But like post-Satterfield like, – Satterfield's departure, like I, just, I, I don't know. I just don't remember seeing like much – like Louisville chatter fans like, no, please don't leave us Satterfield. You know, it's – Oh no, there wasn't that. Yeah, and and even and with the with the obvious new, you know, it being Brom hopefully coming in and obviously being the one that does it, like I just didn't see like, oh man, why did we get Brom? We could have gotten this. Like it just, I don't know. Like it, even with Kenny Payne, while there's, I feel Kenny Payne was like a seventy thirty, maybe seventy five twenty five area. I feel like Brom's like ninety nine point nine positive. Like I, I don't think I've seen. I don't think it was that much, but I, I think it, it was. You you see maybe more than I do. Yeah, but I, I think it was far more decisive with with Jeff than it was with Kenny. And that's understandable for for a couple of reasons. One, Jeff had been a head coach before and had success as a head coach at multiple programs. Yes, exactly. So you didn't have that mystery. And two, I I think it's easier for us to envision the men's basketball program going out there and getting a big-time, well-established head coach than it is to see the football program doing the same thing. I mean, if you didn't get Jeff Brom, I mean, you can sit out there and say, you know, we could have gone after Urban Meyer or whoever, but what realistic candidate out there would have come here that has a a profile that is wildly superior to Jeff Brahms? We'd be lucky to get a, a good Mac coach, probably head coach. Right. Probably. I mean, I, most I think, likely an offensive or defensive coordinator from somewhere. I think that's the difference with basketball. Even with us being in a a low state relative to our standards, you could say if we don't get Kenny Payne, we're going to get somebody who's won at a fairly high level, mm-hmm. whether it's an up and comer from a mid major. Or if we still a power conference coach, you know, you got Mick Cronin out there. I mean, the guys that we were saying weren't good enough were still pretty high. I mean, we were we had we had fans saying that Scott Drew would be a flop here. The guy who just won the national title, like the guy who was on top of the sport, three straight one seeds, won the national title. We had fans saying Scott Drew wasn't up to our standards. Yeah, the guy who won more t- games in one tournament than Kenny did all last season. So it's it, that's where I think it's a little bit different with with football. Louisville yeah. is where it is on the pecking order. Basketball, it's a different the, – the pool of candidates is different. And so with Jeff, you're like, one, we love him, played here, love the Brahms. They're, they're, they're one of us. Like, he's not going to flirt with South Carolina if he has a couple, one good season. He's not going to leave us for Texas like Charlie Strong did. Like, he's he cares about this program just as much as we do. And, two, he's been pretty damn good as a head coach. So I think that it was it, – it's understandable why you would have, like, 90% of the fan base being – very excited about Jeff coming here. I mean, he's, I just think with Jeff, it just seems like, and, and obviously with social media, the, the voice of, of the masses is, is multiplied and, and heard more, but it's, I feel like he's just been the most positive in terms of these football hire that we've had that I can For I mean, sure. remember. I mean, because I mean, with Satterfield, you obviously had you know, people like myself, but it was like, I wanted Jeff, you know, uh, Petrino 2.0. I'm, there was, I mean, there was some positive, but there's some like, it's just a really good idea. With Charlie Strong, is he, is he ready? I mean, is, can he be the guy? I mean, I kind of wanted more Kevin Sumlin myself at the time. I mean, Jeff's the winningest football coach outside of Howard Schnellenberger that we've ever hired, right? 
I, that sounds about, I would say, yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, yeah there's no question. The Petrino was an assistant only. and then John L. had won at a low level. Uh, before. Idaho. Or was it Idaho, I think? Idaho. Yeah. I think that you, I mean, you also, whenever there's a, a parting of ways, whether it's a firing or a coach leaving, like whenever you, you're moving on from regime and there's kind of bad blood there, there's just, you know, not, not bad blood, but things didn't go as well as you wanted it to. You want a coach that has different personality characteristics than the guy that you just split up with, right? So like one of our big concerns with Satterfield was, you know, not a whole lot of emotion, kind of just the same little speech after every loss and just monotone and just seems like not really a Louisville guy. And so you bring Jeff in, who's very much a Louisville guy, who's got this city in his DNA, who has lived at the same house for 20 years, didn't sell his house when he moved out of the city, and then who's very bombastic in the locker room, fiery with speeches, like very much a you know the quintessential football guy. And that's very different than Scott Satterfield, and I think people are going to respond to that. I mean, you already saw them responding to it. I mean, let's play football has become kind of the unofficial tagline of the upcoming season because it's one of his famous videos, and it's so anti-Scott Satterfield, just like that brashness on the sidelines, that boldness, that just you know cocky, talk bleep like people love that and and i think as long as he wins at a high enough level it's going to really endear himself to this fan base and i can see the boom uh, amongst the the fan interest in the football program kind of being like it was in that first petrino tenure where you know we've been we were good under john l we'd had some success before that but all of a sudden it's like we're at a different level and we like the style of play and we've got I mean, Brian Brom leading the way on the field and local kids leading the way on the field. And, you know, it's just basketball is great. His resume made you excited, too. He's OC here, Auburn, Jacksonville. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Put a, and then lit up the scoreboard immediately when he yeah. came here. Like and, and, like, that just leap in interest was something, like, I'd never experienced before as a fan. Going from, you know, we can maybe win our conference and go to the Liberty Bowl to, to all of a sudden for the first time seeing, like, national championship kind of within grasp here. Like, it was at least... It, it, you, I mean, we were top five team twice in, in the four seasons that he was here. And for the first time, like real seeing us as a potential national title contender in a realistic light was just such a a different thing. And I'm hopeful that Jeff can inspire that same type of, of resurgence, especially since, I mean, basically since Lamar Jackson left, we've been dealing with dwindling attendances. We've been dealing with dwindling interest. I we're, can tell we're not you alone in the tennis part, though, we're not. But I, so to be, just I to think be it's fair been felt bit. here more than it has in other places. Probably like the interest on like like websites, I think has gone down when it comes to football. Um, I mean, I mean, think about like think about our show since we came on the air. People have been desperate to talk about basketball even when it's been bad, just because football has been so like you know whatever. Like we're not terrible, but we're not great, and it doesn't seem like we're going to be great anytime soon. I think now what Jeff presents is not just the the idea that we can win eight, nine, maybe even more games this season, but God, think about three or four years down the line. Expanded playoff, ACC now not having divisions. Okay, okay, stop your game. I know, that's what I'm give, saying. Like, give me a little excited over here, man. And Come that on. feeling that you get when I say that is what the fan base is getting right now. Like, like that feeling when they first hit the morphine trip. Not getting it. our asses kicked by <laughs> Kentucky every year. You know, like all of that is such a welcome oh. change. And who knows if, if it happens or not, but right now that ability to dream and ability that, that ability to see those things happening three or four years down the line is I think what has everybody just so jacked up right now. Myself included, and then seeing that field didn't hurt either. I mean, put the, oh. put the turf down. I mean, have you ever have you ever had to do that yourself? By the way, lay turf. Yeah, like no. like paint a field. Oh, it's so. Oh, you mean like the lines? Yeah, do lines. No, and stencil, and, I, I did like a third like baseball, the chalk. 
Well, but, that's 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 but never like a football. No, field, football no. fields are just. Oh, I did, when, when we were at Wag, when my uncle was idea Wagner, like since he went to Mayo, they like he has like crews to do it at Mayo. Yeah, but at Wagner, it was like him. There was, just, there was no like you'd have a crew. I yeah, that's how I hit. That's like me and my mom and my aunts all worked at concession stands and stuff too. I would not trust you to do the numbers of a football field at all. Oh, so it'd be like the out of bounds line would just be quickly <laughs> all over the place. Like that. That's not even the well. You had like a stencil thing you dragged. And then you just take the spray paint and you spray, you know. But the worst was like doing the big like the W and like the, in the center in the center field or center or fifty yard line. That and the end zones are just. Oh, I hated that job so much. I needed the money though, so I had to do it. But and I was, like, I was like, but it's like watching that video, like just seeing seeing the 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 end product gets me excited enough as is the. The Cardinal Heisman bird, the black with the, yeah. with the, I mean, it's, oh, it's so awesome. Back to the. But it does make me give nightmares of the days of having to do that. And yeah. I feel bad for those people. Back to the FO story real quickly before we go to break here. Yeah. I, I did love the tidbit. Williams goes, he, he went into Nord's, the bakery that's right there on campus, right close to Churchill Downs, and was like, he starts talking to the lady behind the counter and asks about, you know, are folks excited about the beloved head coach being back in town? And she immediately assumed that he was talking about basketball and just goes, yeah, I hope Kenny can get it turned around. Like, like, like It's always better when the cards are good. And he's, he talked about, you know, that's another thing that Jeff is working against is, you know, this basketball being dominant around here. And, it's always going to But be resources are good for the football program. The recent history is good. 19 bowl trips in 25 years. And now the fans are desperate for it. He pointed out, you know, we haven't won a conference title since 2012. Satterfield was just 2-7 and seven against ranked opponents. Did not win a game against Clemson or Kentucky while he was here. Like we had wins, but like you know, our only big wins were against Wake Forest. Who, no disrespect to them, but disrespect to them. Like when you view them as a top twenty-five team, like beating Wake Forest when they're number ten, number fifteen, number whatever, doesn't hit the same as beating Florida State or Clemson mm-hmm. when they're ranked number ten or fifteen, or Kentucky for that matter when they're in the national rankings. And we just not only did we not win those games, but we got steamrolled in way too many of them. And Jeff was sort of a big game expert at, uh, at Purdue. So here's hoping we can get that success going. Josh heard the last quote says this, the fans are the ones who drive the revenue so we can pay the coaches what we want to pay them and resource our program. You don't want to let them make the decision, but you have to be cognizant of what they're thinking. For me, it was about who had the best opportunity to have the most success. And Jeff was the right answer. Um, Pete knocked also has some good quotes. Again, recommend, highly recommend the story. If you uh, have an athletic subscription, if not, just, just email Mike Rutherford and he'll give you his. I'm handing out passwords left and right. Don't worry about that. Don't quote that for legal purposes. This has been Mo a dollar. <laughs> we'll take a break yeah. when we come back. Five o'clock <laughs> hour. We've got thoughts on uh, more thoughts on the basketball. We'll go back to the transfer portal discussion and take some text from you guys as well at 502-414-1450. And then look ahead to the weekend ahead in sports. The Mike Rutherford Show continues next here on 1450 The Big X.
tempted by the fruit of another. Is there a theme today? No. Squeeze tempted in 98 degrees. What do they have in common? Trying, they all sound like every song that you play, it sounds like hey, like, it could be like a 90s movie like theme song. Well, this is from the 80s, I believe. I know, but it sounds like it could be like an like, like I can see this being like a look who's talking song. <laughs> it's the soundtrack from Get Over It. <laughs> Cisco. Just furious. Cisco does have a song on the soundtrack. Of course he does. I was saying, if he was in a movie, I guarantee that they made him do a song for it. He plays in the basketball team. They call him Crazy Legs. Of course he plays in the basketball team. <laughs> I always think of this. This was on a commercial, wasn't it? Yes, for sure. I always think of the movie Reality Bites. That's what that comes to my mind when I think of the song. with Because uh, it's Winona Ryder and uh, Gene Garoppolo or whatever her name is. They're like saying it in the gas station. Say that again. What? what? What, what's name? Gina Garoppolo? Gina Garoppolo? Garoppolo, that's her definition. Janine Garoppolo? And she's not related to Jimmy, is she? She's not. <laughs> Janine G? <laughs> Talk about someone who's got her resume is just stacked. Okay. All right, that's enough. <laughs> okay. right, five o'clock hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961 The Big X. What commercials Before, it from? I don't have no idea, Trevor. Well, I thought you knew. I don't know. Before we go any further, got to wish a happy birthday. There's no way he's listening, but happy birthday to my guy, my old uh, radio partner, John Ramsey. <laughs> He's celebrating. He's there on vacation in Florida. I talked to him earlier today, uh, having a good time. I, just based on his text, I'm assuming he was already drinking. He was having a great time. That's just classic John. Love him. Miss him. Uh, we didn't get. It. We had John on in studio here for like the first week. No, the I, very first show. Was it the very first well, show? I think it was the second show. Well, technically, it was the first show because unless you count the test, as the first show. Remember, we did that test for we like did an a hour. Test, but then I thought I did a first show with just the two of us, and then John came in for the second show. You might be right. I think that's what happened. Because he came in studio. Yeah, he came in studio. We, I tried to get him back on a couple, a few weeks ago when you were gone, and he just could, he, he couldn't make it happen. We're gonna try to do it sometime soon. But we need to have like a. a we haven't had a Ramsey Rutherford reunion. It's been almost two years now. We need to make that happen. People yeah. want to know what John's up to. Well, we haven't had him back on because he bashed Pearl Jam. Yeah, he doesn't like Pearl Jam. Yeah, well, I don't like Pearl Jam that much either. So we have, well, yeah, but we we couldn't kick you out. With <laughs> damn tried. contract. <laughs> but happy birthday to John. I'm glad he's enjoying some downtime with the family. Uh, also, news that, that is going to pique Trevor's interest. Mage officially running in the Preakness. We got a shot at a Triple Crown winner. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Mage. Have you seen any of this this Forte story? No, now he now he was only eliminated. It was in Burger King commercial. Uh, it okay. Was, <laughs> Thank you. Because you know it was going to bug me. Uh, because he, he wasn't he didn't actually like test positive or anything. It was like horses. That his trainer were doing is what, why he got disqualified, well, right? No, you, you, you're completely. What, what are you talking about? Forte didn't he? Did he? Actually, he was not disqualified from the Derby. He, he was, was scratched. He was scratched in the Derby. That's the same thing as disqualified, right? No, not at all. Oh. Scratch means you, you, if your owner, if your if your horse is like hurt, owners okay. can take him out. They're not disqualified. But I thought he wasn't actually hurt. It was just he had a connection with his because of his trainer to other horses. I thought I read. No, that's not. No, 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 no. That's not that funny. Well, it's just completely wrong. It's just, it's totally wrong. I think you're thinking of Lord Regal, whose trainer had all of his horses scratched. Uh, Saffy Joseph had all of his horses scratched after two of them died earlier in the week. I think that's what you're thinking of. Forte had a. I think you're thinking of Lord Miles. That's what I just said. You said Lord Regal. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Ah, doesn't feel too good, does it now? <laughs> yeah. Who's, who's feeling crunchy My- now? With, who's, who's that crunchy chip peanut butter now over there, huh, bud? My apologies. Yeah, Lord Regal. Mr. Lord Wrestler. Regal. Yeah, William Regal on your mind there? Well, I said Lord Miles, didn't I? <laughs> no, you said Lord Regal. Did I say Lord Regal? Yeah. Lord Miles is, is the horse. Okay, that's the right name. <laughs> 
Forte was pulled out of the Derby after he had a stumble on Thursday. Okay. They, they didn't feel like he was healthy enough to run on, on Saturday. The story that came out recently, though, was that back in September, he failed a drug test before a race. Went on to win the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Um, was a big-time deal. And so now Forte is not going to run in the Preakness. It's such a horse racing story that, like, this horse that's been viewed as, like, the super horse, the Derby favorite for the last several months— could have failed a drug test in September, and nobody knows about it until he doesn't run in the Derby. It, it's just a super, super strange situation. So he, he so he failed it in September, but they didn't realize it till April or till May. I mean, I, I, I'm sure they realized it, like the Todd Pletcher in that stable, but it didn't become known national news or, or known to the horse racing community until like three days ago. Well, in fairness, nothing in horse racing is national news until drone Derby time, anyway. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far. Um, but Forte beat Mage twice. The last time Mage lost uh, was to Forte, and, and so you're you're hoping for a round three. This is going to be you know the, the Forte barn is basically saying we're going to run in the Preakness, but now he's out. So if you're looking for a, a good storyline, maybe a better shot for Mage to be going to Belmont looking for a triple crown, which is always good for horse racing. Uh, but we'll find out. But Mage officially running in the Preakness. Forte is not going to run in the Preakness. We'll see what happens next Saturday in Baltimore at Pimlico. Like unless we can get Forte out there, Mage feels like the Rockets in the nineties. Like, yeah, they won. They're winning some. They won a title, but Jordan was out of the league, right? Well, you can say Forte was cheating. So <laughs> Jordan was gambling, so that's why he got out. <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, you, you can't deny it. That's you can't prove. True. You can't prove it isn't. That's not true. I might not be able to prove it's true, but you can't prove it's not. The. <laughs> The one of the best names in the transfer portal. I wanted this kid before he committed to Central Arkansas uh, out of high school, Churchill Bounds, because it's just the perfect name. I mean, I don't. I, he sucks. I don't. I don't care. We're damned to get a Churchill, whether we like it or not. He is officially committed to Wagner, so he's. Uh, oh, really? Good for them. Not the Wildcats. Oh, <laughs> I think they're the Seahawks in college. <laughs> they are. Uh, but he averaged three point six points and two point four rebounds per game last year, going to Wagner. But Churchill Bounds just seems like he is, and he's six ten. Seems like he should just be here. Well, he's too tall. No, he could be six ten. No, we want six seven. He could be right there with a core of four and Holly Hatfield and we, Evans. We don't want their head hanging out the sunroof. We want it just like right like like scratching on the on the on the surface. Every good team needs one point guard and six centers. We we can make this work. We I had to drive we, my mom's car yesterday. It sucked. She does it little like I think I lost like twenty more hairs off the top of my head rubbing against the top of her car. What kind of car is that? It's a little Acura Integra. Like I I don't get into it as much as I fall into it. I don't think we talk enough on the show about how you used to drive a Tesla. No, I didn't drive a Tesla. What was the, the what, what car did you used to drive? I drove a high, uh, 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 Prius. Prius, that's what, that's yeah. What Sorry, total brain fart. Oh, the Prius was awesome. Though. The fact Prius. that you drove a I Prius was comfortable, is one of my favorite things. I was comfortable in the Prius of all things. But my mom's car, like, I'm, like, trying to get into this car. And I'm like I said, I'm not getting into it much as I'm, like, following into it. And, I mean, I'm just, like, I bruised my arm. I came out, like, like, like like a domestic violence victim over here. Like I got bruises on my arms and my legs now, just trying to get in and out of this car. I hate it because I had my, my old light came on. I couldn't get to Valvoline in time yesterday, so that's why I got it done today. So I had to go run some errands after after the show, and I was like, "Well, I got to use her car because I don't want to, you know, damage mine." But I hate driving that thing. Like getting out of it's even worse. Like I'm, Frank, I had to stop at the station. Frank's just laughing at me. He's like, "Are you are you okay?" I'm like, "No." I'm like I'm trying to get into the car. <laughs> I'm sorry you went through that. It's dramatic, man. When is it, does anybody know? I've checked out on this because I just can't stand it. When is Mackenzie Mbako? I know he's committing today. Do we have a time? It was today, wasn't it? It's supposed to happen today. I don't know. 
Did you look at his? I'm uh, just ready to stop thinking about this kid until he's scoring like 50 points a game. Didn't year. didn't are you not following him on Instagram? Uh, no, I'm not following him on Instagram. <laughs> following his uh his TikTok account? I, I'm out on TikTok. What about uh? I don't know any. I don't know. I'm out. I don't know anymore. He is there another one out there? I don't think so. Okay, he 6 p.m. There it is. So at right when we get off the air. He'll announce between Indiana and Kansas. I didn't listen to. I saw like, your tweet about the Indiana dog. And <laughs> I didn't listen to Matt Dennison or Scoots' thoughts this morning. How's Scoots feeling? How, how's the IU fan? They can't be overly confident, right? Because every oh. all the intel that's out there seems to indicate that he's a Kansas lean. No, I don't. I, I have not gotten anything from Scoots of, of any kind of excitement. When I've, I've talked to him, you know, once or twice each day over the last few days, mostly work related. But yeah, he has not shown any kind of. Excitement in his voice about the 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 idea of maybe getting Mbako. Yeah, the Indiana fans. I mentioned. I don't, the, I bet, two dollars donuts. He probably doesn't even know who he is. Scoots. Yeah. Surely to God he does. I bet he's like he's like the Duke guy. He's he's as bad as me with those names sometimes. Really? Yeah. I bet if you asked him about the the recruit, he'd probably be like the Duke guy that, that maybe that we might get. I wonder if he could get. I wonder how he would pronounce his name. Even though I think I screwed up every time. The late. I, I mean, I, I mentioned the. <laughs> How like late spring, early summer, like these last recruitments where there's not prospects available and you're you're getting closer to the season, they always bring out some of the craziest and like saddest stuff in fandom. And I do love the, the Indiana accounts that have been <laughs> tweeting crazy stuff out. Like the other night, somebody went to one of the IU message boards. I think it was Peegs, and like they they just put this snippet of a post that says, "I wasn't trying to start anything. I was just saying that I'll jump in our pool at the temperature and it's cold if we get in Baco, and I have my wife film it." For someone to joke about my wife, that hits deeper. I'm sorry to hijack this thread, but I'm done posting here. Don't joke about my wife. That's a ball, different ball game, especially what we've been through. Like the Abaco recruitment is just making people insane. How the hell did they go from A to Z like that? That's what you have to wonder. That's the fun part. And then today it was the uh, the, the the Hoya Paranoia Twitter account tweeting out Indiana basketball's wild man, and it first shows a guy who tweeted something out with a picture of his dog and a basketball on the assembly hall floor and says, Hey, y'all, my little pup needs her shot soon, and our vet situation in Bloomington is a disaster. If anybody is able to help me out or point me in the right direction, please DM me. And the first response to that tweet, again, it's a picture of his dog in it, just goes, I sure hope Mbako isn't a dog lover. Maybe you should delete this. (laughs) I saw saw that on your Twitter maybe a little. That made me laugh, yeah. The other one I'm trying, I just cannot grasp how, like, Somebody's saying they'll jump in some cold water for a recruit, and they're like, somehow his wife comes involved. Like, is this the guy who brings my mom into every tweet? It feels like it. Which, by the way, I thought about this after I left yesterday. When you asked me about my mom going on the field and being able to catch stuff, yeah. that guy dropped the ball, no pun intended. Was, that That was right. I got in the car, I'm like, how did he not tweet? I mean, I said it, and I was like, there's about 75 it. different avenues yeah. you go down right <laughs> now. <laughs> I guess he wasn't listening yesterday. Had to have not been listening. That was we, that was on a tee right there for him. It was, and he didn't take he didn't take it. But yeah, the uh, <laughs> I do love that the, the Indiana fans is, they're just like don't don't put that up there. He might not like my like dog. I'm leaving this site forever. I mean, <laughs> um, do, do you think do you think do you think the recruits just googling IU dogs? <laughs> I mean. It would be great if, like, today he announced that that's why he's going to Kansas. <laughs> I've got a dog. I hear the vet culture in he's Bloomington holding, is just not he, good enough. He's holding his puppy. Like, his, like, <laughs> the, the, the dog announces, the pulls the hat out. It's like, oh, my God, we blew it. Um, Kansas is going to be, be fascinating next year. That roster. And we know weird. Kansas loves dogs. 
They do. Speaking of uh, of Kansas and, and the best teams for next season, Seth Davis of the Athletic updated his college basketball top twenty five for the upcoming season after the spring transfer portal rotation. Do you want to know where Louisville is? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not in the rankings. I was going to say, what's, what's what's after last? Who do you guess? Who would you guess is number one in, in the, the preseason top twenty five? The early preseason top twenty five for next year. I'll give, oh, you, no, I'm, I'm, I'll give you a hint. It's also the only power conference program that didn't lose a single player to the transfer portal. Isn't that kind of a shocking fact? One program from a power conference didn't lose a single player to the portal. Who? Duke. John Shire kept everybody, got Kyle Filipowski to come back. They didn't lose recruit. I guess, I guess I, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they lost the recruit, but yeah. Yeah, not right. no players to the transfer portal. Nobody left. Um, huh. They're bringing back... Yeah, Ryan Young. That's insane. That's one school. Yeah, nuts. Jeremy Roach uh, declared for the draft, but it's, yeah. he's kept his eligibility. There's some rumors that he may enter the portal uh, if he comes back, but if he doesn't, he'll be a dookie, and they're bringing in another loaded recruiting class. They're number one in the preseason rankings. Michigan State is number two. Marquette is number three. Kansas is, is there at four. Did Marquette bring somebody else in, or are they just going off last year still hype? Um. A little bit off of last season hype. That underachieved in the tournament, no shock. Yeah, they basically returned everybody from last year. Um, did not, uh, they, they did not add any transfers this spring, Intriguing. which is kind of crazy. Then again, the, the big, the big, big East is, is is loved. So I mean, it is. It, I mean, I, I think that like I play so sometimes. I guess like Marquette's going to be good next year, but also like when you, I mean, Tyler Kolek was the the Big East Player of the Year, and he's a great. He's a very good college player, but I think that you saw, you could see him being exposed in the tournament a little bit. Like they just don't have. Like, I think they'll be fine, but I don't think they'll be any better than they were last year. Like I don't, I don't see them as a top five team. I had them losing too. Was it Michigan State? Michigan State, State yeah, yeah. That's right because that was the one everybody was, predicted that. One. Well, that was the game I was torn because I couldn't decide between Michigan State and USC, but either one I thought was going to be, be Marquette. Yeah, it was going to be Marquette. It was one of those situations, and I'll, every time that happens, I always choose the first one wrong. Kansas at four, Florida Atlantic at five. They're bringing back basically everybody from last year's Final Four team. I still think that's probably a little too high. Uh, Texas A&M at six, Miami at seven, Houston at eight, UConn at nine, and then Arkansas and Eric Musselman's merry band of transfer portal players at number 10. Kentucky's 11, by the way. Was that that greatest recruiting class of all time? Yeah, number 11. Well, must not have been that great of all. This, this might not be a great all time then. Freshmen don't win games anymore. Why are you whispering? Because it's true. I think they know it already. I don't know if they do or not. You don't think they know that? We'll see what happens with Sheepway too. <laughs> I think that probably changes things too. Tennessee, Baylor, Alabama. Yeah, we still know what his Purdue is, ran out of the top fifteen. If you're looking for ACC teams, uh, North Carolina is number seventeen, um, and I think that's actually that. That's it. Um, and we're not ranked. We are not in the rank. Now, but he only did. How far does the rankings go? Twenty five. So we can just at least claim legitimately we're twenty six. We're in the others that are being considered. Yeah, we're twenty. I mean, just I mean, you can't you can't just say that we're not twenty six. Also being considered every the other three hundred and forty three teams in Division One, including also being considered. It's kind of our recruiting pitch right now, including us. I'm yeah. good with it. Got a recruit you getting? I don't know, but we're being considered. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. I will go back and take some texts from uh, last hour that we didn't get to. Texas, okay, now I'm invested. I, I don't want to talk more about the which fast food restaurant would you least like to find your dead oh, body Oh, come in. on. We've had worse subjects 
take over this show. Someone says, where does Culver's rank? Culver's is, I like Culver's. Culver's is fantastic. Yeah. that The one that is by us in Jeffersonville when we do the shows over there, the line is always like back into the street. Like That place is packed. And their, their custard's incredible. I've heard their food's great. I've, o- I've only gone there for the ice cream. Oh, they make everything fresh. That, that's why that line is the way it is, because they make it fresh to order. They call them butter burgers. They're yeah, apparently they're good. delicious. Culver's they're- is way... I, I'd, I'd be honored if my dead body was found at a Culver's. Yeah, I'd feel privileged. I don't think I don't even think I don't think I'm good enough to be the Culver's. I'm more like ending up at like a steak and shake. You deserve Culver's. Everyone deserves Culver's. <laughs> I don't deserve to wear white on my wedding day. Everyone deserves to wear white. On you know, you deserve Culver's too, man. You deserve Culver's. <laughs> Texas, you guys are ruining dinner for me for F's sake. The show <laughs> seems to always end up in eating people discussions. We're not eating people. We're just finding dead bodies and. <laughs> don't blame us for the national news. Don't blame us for this. Is the society's fault? I mean, I'm sorry. Would you let's go back to yesterday's the, the topic of is it okay to see someone nude? Guys, I mean, we're over here debating whether I, I've seen my other friends' songs. I'm just lucky to see my own still. Texas says, I don't care if Jeff used us to get a raise. I use Jeff to get a raise. <laughs> Who said that? That's a great text. <laughs> Texas, I think the same texture also says. Oh, it, I get it. Yeah. He's talking about his boner. <laughs> it is funnier when you explain it. I've, realized, I've learned in life jokes are better when explained. Yeah. It's, it always brings out the hot. Jeff Brom's coaching prowess gets him sexually aroused. So ah, much so that nah. he gets an erection. That's the therein lies the joke. Very clever. Yeah. I get it now. It's a great boner joke. That should be on a shirt. The same texture says, "I think the freezer to be uh, the freezer to be found in would be Baskin Robbins because I'm confident I could be their 30 second flavor." <laughs> did you ever take advantage of the sample policy of Baskin Robbins as a kid? No. Oh boy, I did. I would take advantage. I'm the of guy this. that walks in with my old straw, my old, my old little spoon, still be like, "Here you go, no reason to waste the new old one." But that's every ice cream place. I mean, like you can get like the little sample thing. I, I always thought of Baskin Robbins. We always did after like St. Matthew's baseball games. We'd go to that McDonald's and get. Kitty cones were free. Oh, I did. Yeah, and we'd always get the kitty cones. Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's just I never embraced the the laughter of the ice cream machines broken at McDonald's because I was never really got ice cream at McDonald's that often. It's not funny. I mean, I was just because we rode our bikes over to the Baskin Robbins over by where Westport Plaza, and that's where I'd go all the time. I went into a Five Guys last week specifically to get milkshakes, and the ice cream machine wasn't working, and it, there was no humor there. I was like, "Well, I'm only here for that." <laughs> so, what are you gonna do for me? They are always, that is the running joke that they're always broken, right? Yeah, they always are. Texture says, um, I will admit to being a fan who was kind of on the fence about Braum. Don't get me wrong, I always thought it was an upgrade from Sat, but I just felt that we could have gotten someone a little better than we should have. I see Braum getting us to consistent 9 to 10 win seasons and maybe a playoff or two within the 12 team. Uh, and at Louisville, I guess you can't ask for much more. I'd agree with that. Uh, it's, I said all that to say I'm all in now. And lastly, as far as B-ball, I was all in on KP, and I'm now almost sure he won't see a year three after whiffing on Mbaco. Well, obviously your judgment's a little off, so now I'm feeling more confident about Brom than you were. You're happy about KP and questionable about Brom. I mean, I do think that like the the, the the portion of the fan base that was skeptical that was that was like the texture who said, like, I, I think he's an upgrade from Satterfield, but I think we could do a little bit better. I think that a, a large chunk of that contingent has been swayed by what he's done in the transfer portal um, and what he's done in recruiting since he got here. Yeah. I mean, we were when Jeff arrived, cornerback was considered a position of need. And I saw yesterday, 
it was either on three or pro football focus was ranking like the text the the 10 best cornerback position groups in college football for next season and we were on that like one of four teams that was like next in line so like basically have they're viewing us as a top 15 cornerback core in all of college football when he got here it was like Ew, who's gonna play cornerback so he's he i think he's gotten people excited who maybe weren't as excited five months ago and that's a great thing but i mean to the texture's point like if you're saying well, I see Brom getting us to consistent nine, ten wins and maybe a playoff or two every now and then. Like that should be the goal of a place like Louisville. Like that's that's we've never done that consistently. The, the, the say though, you can get somebody better. I think is I think it's argumentative, or argumentative because I don't know if you're we would get anybody that has a better resume than Brom brings in. I mean, I mean, I've gone on record say. I mean, if we don't if Brom doesn't have the connections we have, we don't probably take a Purdue coach. Maybe I mean, there's there's very especially one that just. You know, won the the Big Ten. I mean, odds are we probably aren't we aren't getting them. So, I mean, now if you think that you know, uh, you know, Coach John Doe at so and so school maybe he's an athletic, or, you know, an OC or DC there, and you really like him, and that's and that's no problem problem with that. And you felt like he'd have been a better coach. I get that, but when you talk like resumes coming in, I don't think we could have. There's anybody that we could have that legitimately could have gotten it better than Brom. Probably not. I mean, you said yourself he's the most winningest coach since Snellenberg we've got. That we've had, but but again, that kind of reflects on the whole like I don't know if we could have gotten like who else we could have gotten. Like when have we ever gone out and hired a guy that's been? I mean, we're not going to go take PJ Fleck from Minnesota or something. And that was somebody that people would say like we just like that's not who we've ever been. Like we just just haven't. Uh, No, and we can't. I mean, it's just maybe maybe one day we'll get to that. It's a we're not going to do it overnight. I mean, building a being to get to that level as a program takes decades, and I mean, hopefully, maybe when Brahms' days, you know, maybe coming in in thirty years, you know, we will be at that level to to get a you know Patino like guy. Texas says, "What's the uh, proper way to honor Denny Crum for the upcoming season, as far as statue patch, etc.? Uh, I want Denny life size, no, not life size, Yum Center size statue in front." Like as tall as the building itself, holding a rolled up program. That's what I want. I want his face on all the jerseys. Just the picture of him rolling up the rolled up program is going like like the, the picture of it all the way down the jersey. It would be kind of cool. Be kind of cool. The, all, the patch, seriously, all the patches. I think we're, they'll probably. I think they'll probably do that, and they should. That's that's kind of a given. I did like the idea of saving like a, a seat for him in the Yum Center, like where I he used to sit. I love that idea, and like having just having that. I think it also would be cool. I don't know if this would happen. I don't know if he'd be open to it. But if for the first. First game or the first exhibition, if Kenny Payne had like a rolled up program that he would just kind of or just come, have on the sidelines. Does he does he wear the Denny Crum outfit, the the the, 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 the go the whole it, red jacket and blazer and everything like that? And then with the because yes, I agree with the program. I don't even think I would do that. I'd maybe do the the, the outfit for one game, but like I if I'm Kenny Payne, I'd do the roll up program like all season all year long. Maybe. You okay, hurt. are you coughing or something? I can't find my pen. Okay, I thought you were coughing. I had you muted. I kept trying. I kept talking. And it kept muting. I dropped my pen. And like it's now. I'm, yeah, I thought you were coughing. I'm now. Sorry. I'm just more fascinated by where it went because there's, there's not that far to go, and it's like completely disappeared. It's moments like this that I, I get. I, I wonder why you sit there and, and mock my uh, ADD sometimes, and then well, it's, I, you're the one over distracting at five o'clock hour looking for a pen. Like you've looked on both sides. Where could this pin have gone? That's what I'm dude? saying. Like now, I'm now I'm just more intrigued about where it actually went. I just it just fell. You have been looking the entire time. I talked about blazers and rolled up. Jer- Nope. <laughs> that was like 10 seconds. That's still a long time. Hey, 10 seconds can go. That's a, that's a long say, time. You think it's longer than okay. it actually is. Because... And a text sent the thing and goes, you're open to us over a minute. I'm like, when, is, when in the world have I lived 
for being over a minute. It's like oh, being it too long. You find it? I got it. Oh, congratulations. We're losing too many pens. Was it a good pen? Was it a favorite pen? It's a great pen. Was it a gift? Does it have your name on it? No, it's. It was, I don't know where it came from, but I like it. Every pen that I like in the studio gets stolen at some point, so i got to hold on to the ones that are that are good. Would you be okay, though, with doing the rolled-up program all year long? Yeah, I think it'd be, be cool. I would say I won't. I wouldn't go all out with the Blazer stuff because I don't think you would. But I would. I would be definitely okay with the rolled up program for this. I mean, season. we know Kenny wants to wear what he's going to wear. Does, does he bring that outfit back for a year too? The, the Star Trek outfit. He, he's got to leave that behind. We're we're turning the page. We don't want to think about last season at all. Don't make us think about it by wearing that same outfit. I could I could do without it. Yeah, it's got it's got to be gone. <laughs> I saw enough of it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you got to have a different dress. Texas says, Trevor, take Knicks and Warriors Moneyline Parlay. Is there games tonight? Oh, yeah. There are two games tonight. All right. Well, we got to, I'm going over the bridge here in a little bit, so I want to know who to bet. We'll pick, we'll pick them next time. Okay. We'll, we'll get, get there. Okay, gotcha. Texas if I had to be found in a freezer, I'd be glad that it ended at a Hooters in Jeffersville. Nice <laughs> nice throwback. Nice quote, yeah. It's been – we need to play that clip at some point. I got to pull off the air to Penn Station and DuPont. <laughs> Not quite exactly sexy. I know where, I, where that is. I went to that Penn Station a few weeks ago. We were we were rutting me, Matt, and Jody sitting there ready to do a show. People were hanging out and like we're off the air. I'm like, <laughs> not for the same reason we're off the air here normally. It actually pulled us supposed to hear when we just go off the air and don't even know it. Texture says Kenny Payne will not take off his Star Trek uniform to dress as Denny. It's just not going to happen. He's I mean, if he's not doing it, he's got to win. I don't want it to be like the We Are Marshall movie where like we're honoring the man while going four and twenty eight. I don't mean to be rude, but every story about Trevor's life makes me worry that there definitely is a hell because we deserve it. <laughs> Hold on, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> what are you implying there, Texter? I'm like, you think I'm going to hell or you're going to hell? Let's go to break. Before we do, reminding you guys, if you have heating or air conditioning problems, if you are Especially living, if you're going to hell, if you're living in hell or it just feels like it because your house is so warm and you need that AC fixed, call our friends over at AirServe of Louisville. Uh, they'll fix your problem. They've got technicians available 24-7. Give them a call any hour, any day at 502-785-8600 or visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville or 502 785 8,600. The best in the biz. Our friends over at AirServe. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Final segment of the week is up next. More nonsense and some picks for the weekend ahead here on Hugging on my mama from a jail cell. Keep in mind, this is a very white friend who's dancing to his mom. But was it slow dance or fast dance? Slow dance. 
So, I mean, just, can't you still fast? I mean, is this still technically a slow dance song? I mean, kind of. It, it's it's not a dance song, period. You yeah, should not be really dancing to Tupac's Dear Mama. For <laughs> a woman, it ain't easy trying to raise a man. Uh, I also had a friend who danced to the um, the uh, Boys to Men. Mama. Oh, yeah. Mama. Which is, was, was better. This should not be a, a wedding song that you dance to with your mother. Yeah, I don't know be. if there's really ever a Tupac song that should be played at a wedding. Brenda's got a baby. <laughs> Shorty want to be a thug? <laughs> Hit him up again. Hit him up. That's why I bleeped you a bleep, you fat mother. Bleep. I mean, if if my first dance isn't to I get around, then I, I don't know. Around, step up, step, step up. That would be a good one. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to get up there. But it's going to ruin it because part, hey, part of my vows is I'm just a black man caught up in a mix trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Dumb out of nickel. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's going to kind of spoil alert. That's, I mean, that's part of my vows. <laughs> I like that idea. I get around. <laughs> I hate to sound sleazy, but tease me. I don't want it if it's that easy. It's I'm like, the, is he getting married? Is that, his, is that his wife? That's TK, the one that puts a satin on your panties. Never met a hooker that could share him. I get around. <laughs> I like this idea. I'm very excited for the your wedding. Tupac wedding. <laughs> we'll both be in our 50s at that point. Like, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Final segment of the show here. Final segment it's of the week. So awesome. On a gloomy Friday out there. It's, it's, Never it's rained, A little bit better though. than it was. D- did not rain. Knock no. on wood. Looks like the bats are still on for now, which means you have to work on Friday night. That's all we'll right. I, I could use the money. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> you always. I feel like you always work Friday nights with the bats, don't I, you? I did. So, because Josh, uh, Josh, Josh was, can't do it Friday night. I, he can. I think because I think because he work he does uh, he works for a TV station as well. I think for some reason he does like uh, he's just kind of programming uh, log scheduling and stuff. And he tells me he gets. I think Fridays is like his late day. He didn't get off to like almost six. So it's just kind of like you know I'd rather not have to stress and run to the game where. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know what I told him if you, if you're want to work weekends I, I I'll work any day during the weekday. I don't I just don't want to work weekends. I don't blame you. And so he's like, I'm not going to, like, just any day you want off, just let me know. I saw this yesterday. He's a trooper, though. I he love is, him. He is that. I, I saw this yesterday, and I meant to bring it up. So most uh, high schools across the country, most states for high school basketball, still have not implemented a shot clock. Yeah. I think it's like 20 do and 30 don't now. This was supposed to be a big topic on KRC. The other was day. it? Yeah, I think TJ was, like, very anti-against it. I'm not. I'll let you get your opinion. There's a great Trevorism again, anti against it. <laughs> <laughs> He's very pro for it. Um, so, Jason Frakes uh, of the Courier Journal put out that there had been a KHSAA survey about potentially going to a 35 second shot clock. Saw that, yeah. 137 responders on the boys' basketball side said no, 100 said yes. On the girls' side, 141 said no. And 91 said yes. Uh, the KHSAA commissioner Tackett said uh, pretty clear that a majority of schools don't favor a shot clock. Now, to me, like on the surface, when I saw this, I was like, "That seems silly." Like, you know, implementing a sh- shot clock is hands in hand with modern basketball. If not, then a weaker team can like just hold the ball and, and you know play you know, whatever for 10 minutes and just and you see every now and then you'll see a national story where somebody just did that the I've, game it winds up being like four to three like i said i ran scoreboard for fears at wagner i've seen i watched it wagner versus eastern with with razor on rondo i remember seeing rondo it. standing there at half court for an entire quarter not even moving because they wouldn't get out of the, the crunch zone and 
Yeah. He wouldn't. He didn't want to drive. They just Doug Baby was like, just stand there. I saw it happen. One, I remember my junior year, Trinity was playing Ballard, and Trinity was making a nice little run at Ballard. And Ballard, you know, Trinity was playing zone, and Ballard was like, "Okay, we're just gonna hold it here." Yeah, we're just standing here. And it was like five minutes of us just, and then people start booing, and it just goes on, and then finally, <laughs> the coach is just being stubborn with each other, pretty much, kind of. It like, just seems like an easy fix. The one thing that I saw from people responding to this that I, I guess I hadn't really taken into consideration is the difficulty in with with like the logistics of installing installing and operating a shot clock. That's like that's the big thing apparently with a lot of these schools that are out in in the state and some of the schools that are here in the city saying, you know, we, it costs money and then yeah. you, you've got to find a clock operator who can who can you know, handle this duty. I mean, you see it at the college level, people screwing up the clock mm-hmm. all the time. You know, if you know, if, if college there are more rules, you know, when it in the middle of a possession if it resets it goes back to 20 instead of 30 and all that stuff this i assume would be more straightforward where it's just a 35 second shot clock it just resets yeah but you yeah. still got like it's still it's a it's a new duty you're implementing some new stuff resources are already low at a number of these schools um like i i, I guess i get that element i can't get it for not wanting to better the quality of play yeah i, I agree with you i i guess i just I guess in part of me didn't think about the money thing which is weird because usually my mind does go there but you're right, I could see where a lot of like I just even Wagner, like I could see them not being like, you know, I mean they've had the same scoreboard since 1994 up there. Oh, nothing's changed in that gym. Yeah, so now, now you you were Matthews basketball. Now then. you weren't there the other days, but they used to have the scoreboard that hung above the gym. I never saw that. That was there during my days, which used to scare the bejesus out of me. That would just because I'm like that waiting for that lot. thing to fall. Sure. And they replaced it. I want to say in ninety, I think it was my freshman year, ninety five, and it was in ninety four, ninety five when they replaced that. And it's now the scoreboard, which um, is the same scoreboard you see in almost every gymnasium. Exactly, too. yeah. It's a very generic version of scoreboard. I think Mail even has it. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of like the you know we just need to pay these college kids. It's not that easy. There's 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 there's, there's things you got to like look look around. You know, how do we do this? Do that? Just not let's just give them money. I think it's kind of in that same area where, yeah, you just, it's great. To, and I agree for gameplay. I think there's no arguing against not having a shot clock. I think it belongs 100%. It's not that easy just to say, snap your fingers and put a shot clock in there. Like you said, it's, you got to pay for it. You got to figure out people to run it. You know what, you know, the mishaps it's there. There's going to be a lot of, yeah, a lot of hurdles to go through that just aren't as simple as just saying we need a shot clock. And uh, it was, I would say, yes, shot clock should be up five years ago. I think I, the fact high school doesn't because they've got a play clock in football. Yeah. But so, I mean, yeah. it, I don't know. Can you, I hate to say like, can you do it like where the refs are kind of keeping it on there like manually, but then again, it's not fair to the, I guess the players, obviously. I don't know. How do they, I would look how they do it in football and then kind of implement that in the basketball, I guess. Yeah. Um, Texas says you never really answered the question from earlier. By the way, we've got uh, about 13 minutes, 502-414-1450, about who you think Kenny Payne will use the last scholarship on. We talked about who we'd, we'd like, like some of the names that are out there. Um, I mean, if it were, if it's a perfect world, and I'm running the show and I can take anybody who's available and add them to next year's team, this is as of right now, because we may get some guys that, that are back in the portal after they go through the draft process and then pull their name out of the NBA draft. But I would take Ray J. Dennis, the, the point guard from Toledo, who's the MAC player of the year. I think 20-point-per-game score, can shoot it from the outside, can finish at the rack. I think that ability translates from the MAC to the ACC. Also averaged damn near six assists per game. Great distributor. Uh, for a little guy, averaged four-and-a-half rebounds per game. 
Um, he's, I feel like he wants to go somewhere where he has a chance to start and not be the backup, though, probably. I think he would start here. I think you could move. Uh, you'd have to move Sky Clark probably Obviously. off the ball. But I would like to do that. But, again, this is this is my perfect world. I don't think it's what Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne and company have, have clearly sold Sky Clark on. You're playing the LLS role. The ball's going to be in your hands. It's your show, which is great unless it doesn't work out. <laughs> and then it's you've got no backup plan at this point unless Karan Davis is, you know, Kenny Anderson reincarnated. Nice uh, pull, by the way. Thank you. I don't think Kenny Anderson's dead, but that's his playing ability reincarnated. Um, I'm so good till he broke his wrist. That's who I would take. But as far as like who they are going to take, the latest, the, the only thing that I've heard, and again, this is all second and, and third hand, but there, there are people who are out there saying there was interest in Andrew Taylor. That's probably not going to happen. And now they're going to look at DeMarco Dunn, the transfer from North Carolina, who was considering Louisville. Uh, back when he was coming out of high school, and Demarco Dunn, I think he didn't play last year. I mean, a little bit. He averaged like two points per game. Remember him? Yeah. He, I mean, because people are going to look at his stats, I think it's not going to be a a sexy addition if it happens. Uh, (laughs) But he's not without talent for sure. He had big time accolades coming out of high school, and and say what you will about how much North Carolina underachieved last year, it certainly was not a team without talent. And he hit a hard time finding uh, the floor. Averaged two point seven points per game. Uh, did not play much. Averaged about what ten point three minutes per game. I feel like the, the the staff. I think it's I think it's clear as day. Six five guards though. The staff doesn't care about what what the the stats of their player they're bringing in affects their fan base. If not, they wouldn't have got Dino from March from my from Miami. One day, are you going to learn his name? What is what is it? Danilo. Danilo. Yeah. Kind of like the the, the Kentucky season, Danos. Closer than than Dino, <laughs> the first three letters. Maybe we listening. Think, think, when I say that, think we're getting the coach back. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. Texas says Mike found the pen. This is why we listen. <laughs> I did. did. I found. I'm so excited. I was wondering. What was, I really thought something was wrong with you because you, you did the, you did your coughing motion, dude. By when looking, for I was looking pen. for the pen. I like this pen. Is that Tulane sweatshirt? It is. Okay. Go big green. I don't, think, I don't think I've seen you wear that before. It's new. Oh, it is? Yeah. Where'd you pull the Tulane at then? Where'd you, where'd you get that from? Uh, home field apparel. Okay, nice. I like it. Go green wave. Fear the green wave. I know someone that went to Tulane. Texas says, of all the ways to miss out on a guard, what's our best option? <laughs> Come on. What's Marshall this? guard, UNC guard are waiting for others focused on the draft. We, we got are, to the point where just we're not instead of talking about guys we can get, we're just coming up with ways about we didn't we're not going to get. We are very that's sad, very man. negative at this point. That's, well, not I mean, everybody, but there are people. But Bay Pair, though, there is reason for negativity. If I had to guess, and this is just total guess again, I'm going to guess that the staff just kind of sits on the scholarship for a little bit and waits until he goes to Hersey. <laughs> no, no, and, and waits to see what happens the next three weeks and who becomes available, because. I mean, if you had, and this is the issue that I have with, I don't want to, I hate crapping on the kid, but this is why taking Danilo Jovanovic doesn't make sense to me. You've got one scholarship now left available. There are very good players, like Julian Phillips just became available from Tennessee, who's a former McDonald's Mm All-American and one of the best defensive players in college basketball. A guy who could help you significantly in an area where you were incredibly weak last year, and that's front court defense. And he's not going to come here. Like you've you've got one scholarship left. You're probably not going to use it on another six eight wing, although I wouldn't put it past the staff. <laughs> but you know, like 
if you'd had that extra scholarship to play with and you didn't have yet another 6'8 player who already kind of fills that role, you'd love to have Julian Phillips. Like, if we got Julian Phillips today, you'd slide him in and start him at the four immediately. No disrespect to, to J.J. Trainer or whoever you're imagining would be there. Phillips would be a starter on this team. I don't know if we could go get him, but you'd like at least to have that, that possibility. I would say the same thing about Grant Nelson from North Dakota State. I mean, he's a versatile player. We don't, like, we, he's what I think we wanted Brandon Huntley Hatfield to be last year and maybe what we hope he can be this year. I'd love to have him because who's to say like, Huntley Hatfield is going to get significantly better this year? We thought it was going to be. So I said earlier, but, but yeah, and you don't know what Dennis Evans is going to do. I mean, Arthur Kaluma from Creighton becomes available at the last second. Another six seven wing who you like, you know what you're going to get from some of these guys. And that's my biggest problem with the roster now is if we're talking about how we're going to jump from four wins to, say, 24 wins or just 20 wins, it's all if, 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 if. There's not a lot of, like, I, they're, they're, no, I, they're zero I knows with this roster. And getting a guy like Kaluma, getting a guy like Julian Phillips, getting some of these other players in the portal, they at least give you a chance to say, I know what I'm going to get from this kid because he's done it at a high level consistently for one or two years already. We don't have any of that with our current roster. And we're probably, I mean, I, I don't know what we're going to get with this last scholarship, but there's a strong chance that we're That's not going to get it with that man. either. So I, I, I think they're going to hold out, see who becomes available. But I would love for them to have the, the luxury right now, if they hadn't taken some of these other kids earlier on, to be able to go after some of these great players that have ended the, the transfer portal in the last two weeks. Go to great line from walk the line. There's too many ifs in that sentence. I mean, there, there are. It, it, it's why when I see people getting so upset about people that they perceive as being negative for, for having issues with the way the roster has been constructed, I'm like, how? Like, <laughs> how can you be upset that people are asking the same questions that we asked last year when the result of last year was going 4-28? and And I know that the, the talent has been increased, but there's still so many questions. And That's debatable, by the way. I, you can debate it if you no, want I to. I, I, I don't think it is, but... I get both sides, but yeah. The, the fact of the matter is, Anybody who's talking in absolutes about this team is talking out of their ass. I, if you're saying, yes. if you're saying, I know for a fact that they're going to be just as bad as last year or barely better, you have no idea. If you're saying, I know for a fact they're going to win 25 games or, or they're going to make the NCAA tournament this year or be within sniffing distance of the NCAA tournament, you have no idea either. None of us have any idea how ready for the for college Trenton Flowers is, how Sky Clark is going to acclimate himself to this program at Louisville or run this offense. We haven't seen enough of Sky Clark to know if he's capable of doing that. He played 13 games last year. We Dennis Evans, is he good enough to start as a freshman? No idea. Even the, even the players that we have familiarity with, we've got no idea what type of jump Mike James is going to make or Brandon Huntley Hatfield is going to make or Emmanuel Okorafor, who we've heard nothing about this offseason. <laughs> we don't know what Karan Davis can do. The, I mean, maybe Curtis Williams and or Caleb Glenn are just way better than we think they are coming out of high school. We don't know. Like we just it's all if 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 and none of it gives us any sort of clarity into how the season's going to go. And so as a result, I think a lot of people just fall back on, well, we kind of thought the same thing last year and we ended up having the worst season that we've ever seen. So you're going to have to excuse me if I'm not overly optimistic right now, which I think is an entirely understandable position to take. And the fact that other people can't see that just sort of blows my mind. I mean, do we not you know, you watched the games last year, didn't you? Like, Unfortunately. Yeah. Texas. Yeah. I mean, I watched, remember I watched all three Mauis back to back to back. Is that like, I mean, that, that's like right above like waterboarding and bamboo in your fingernails. 
Uh, Texture says, the person who texted in, I don't mean to be rude, but uh, every story about Trevor's life makes me worry that there definitely is a hell because we deserve it. He says, I'm insinuating that because of your rampant debauchery, there has to be a hell in order to balance your cosmic levels of Tom Pleepery. One of my my favorite King of the Hill lines. Thank you. You're welcome. My favorite King of the Hill lines is a preacher talking to, 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 to Hank about his dad. He goes, I don't know if there is a God. I don't know if there's a heaven. But there's a hell, and your daddy's going there. This <laughs> <laughs> is one of my favorite, random favorite lines from that show. Did you ever see the movie <laughs> She's the One? Oh, why do I... Um, how do I know that? It sounds familiar. Get, who's in it? Jennifer Aniston. Uh, oh yeah, Cameron Diaz. I, I know. I've never seen it, but I do know it. Yeah, Ed Burns. So I'm, I'm no. I had, I did watch it. I think when it came out because I'm. And when I look at it, I'm. You know what? You know what remind what comes to my mind? The the video store I worked at when it was out. Okay. I remember the box. Yeah. So there's, there's a scene, and this is actually funny. We used the the trivia question about Fraser's dad's dog earlier in the day. Fraser's yeah. dad is in this movie. He's the dad in the movie, and they're all at the dinner table, and he's talking about how like he's leaving his wife, and one of them. One of the sons, I think it's Ed Burns, says, gee, damn it. And he's like, we don't use the, the Lord's name in this house. You used to be a good Catholic. And the, the other brother goes, Dad, you don't even believe in God. And he goes, doesn't mean you can't be a good Catholic. <laughs> what happened to Ed Burns? I don't know. He was popular in the 90s. Texas, where do you put the over-under for wins next year for handicapping today? I'm assuming this is basketball. I mean, if I zero to thirty, is that what you're just asking me to put it at a, at a, I mean, fifteen is where I put the over under. I think that'd be a, a good spot for it. But I mean, that's not my personal over under. I'm just saying, if I was like a handicap, I got a tougher question for you. What do I order on DoorDash to meet? We'll me? get there. We got to talk about that off the air. We got three minutes here. Texas says, if Dunn is really our new primary target, I could start to believe that this staff is in fact trolling us big time. <laughs> Dunn, Danilo, a bunch of freshmen, barely used a point guard portal, and I've never heard and I've never heard of JUCO. Well. Which Louisville basketball player do we think we will see unexpectedly transfer out before the start of the season? I don't think that'll happen. No. During the season might, though. No guarantees, but I don't think that will happen. Dexter does have a point. If you if you made our team a movie, we would be like a, we would end up winning it all this year. Like you describe our roster, and it does sound like some kind of like movie trailer for like the bad news bears in some way. We've got a, a top five recruiting class. It's not the bad news bears. <laughs> hey, they had Kelly Leak. He was pretty good. Yeah, he's like the, the one guy that got at the last second. We don't have anybody that we're getting at the last second. We've got kids that were five. That was going to be Mbako. <laughs> he's going to be our kid. He's a core four. We thought it was going to be a core four last year. All right, tonight in the NBA, two games. Knicks Heat at 730 on ESPN. Miami leading the series 3-2, looking to close things out tonight. They are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Do we get a game seven in New York, Trevor? If we do, Miami's worse than I thought they were. Miami closes. What was the spread again, though? Six-and-a-half. Miami plus or minus? Miami minus. Take Miami to win, but not cover. Uh, heat win and cover. So I'm going. Okay. Warriors-Lakers, game six in L.A. Lakers lead 3-2, trying to avoid having to go back to Golden State for a game seven. They are a three-point favorite tonight. Do they get it done? Do they move on to the Western Conference Finals? Street close playing? Who? Street close. Street close is playing. He is playing. I didn't know. I mean, they had to wheel him out in a wheelchair last time. He's there. He's okay. There. It's good to go in uniform. <laughs> At least until halftime. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Warriors again. I, they, they, they let me down last time, but I still I think this is going. This has got to go seven. I believe in the, the in the corgi. I believe in the the the, the prediction corgi. Let the Warriors are winning the game. The Warriors are winning the series. Oh, what? He picked IU. Who did? 
Mbako? Mbako, Joe Tipton just tweeted it out. No. Mbako, former Duke side, tells he's committed to Duke. I chose IU because I felt coach. I told you that last week that don't they were an underdog. They, don't overlook them. You were right. I like they. He's a perfect fit to replace Trace Jackson Davis. Wow. And they got him. Look at Woodson. We hired the wrong leftover pro coach, turned, former alum turned pro coach turned college coach. We're going to have to play them in New York, too. Look at that. Wow. Why the hell am I excited for IU right now? I'm not excited. I'm not either. I, I'm, I'm just excited he can go to Kansas and I and you, everyone that laughed at me when I said I use a threat and they're all like, no. Remember the storyline though? Remember, it's all because they took down the dog. Real quick, remember the storyline that why he Mbaka wasn't gonna take the visit to Louisville was Kansas paid him like yeah. eight million dollars to not come here. Yeah, well, they, One, I always thought that was bogus. Two, if it's true, it's hilarious because they paid him all that money to not visit Louisville. <laughs> they didn't end, get, yeah. didn't end up even getting him. <laughs> I think that story was just completely fake to begin with. But, uh, wow, Mackenzie Mbaco going to Indiana. That's a stunner. Props to you getting it done. What's their draft? I, I don't even know what their recruiting class looks like. They lost a lot from last year. And I, I honestly, could I name how many players they lost? No, but they lost Trace Jackson Davis, and he was better than everybody else on their team combined. So And uh, Jalen Hutchifino's yeah, who, the draft. Probably best because he kind of shot him out of the tournament anyway. Yeah, but he's going to be a first-round pick. I know he will be. Uh, they'll be good. They, they've, you know, they've, godly. Props to them. Way to get it done. All right. We'll end on that note. Go IU, I guess. Good Lord. <laughs> if Scoots didn't know about him, he does now. Happy for Scoots. Happy for Matt Dennison. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. we got Louisville Bats baseball on the way for you. Uh, 635, the coverage will start here. Bats looking for five in a row. Suck at Columbus. Woo-hoo! Go Bats. Go Cards. Everyone have a good weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Happy birthday, John Ramsey. We'll see you guys Monday at 3 o'clock. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I'm coming home. Dear Mama. Nobody tell us it was fair. No love for my daddy, cause the cowboy.